4: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call and the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is February 16th, 2020. And I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Uh, Michael Joseph had some prior um, things he had to take care of. I don't know for sure if he's going to be on the call tonight. He may, but he said he had some things he had to take care of. I see that uh, Gil's on here, and guess four and guess two is left. But um, I'm going to unmute, uh, unmute you, Gil. How are you doing, sir?
2: Hey, Jim, how are
4: you? I'm doing okay. uh Michael Joseph said, he sent me a text, said he had some things he had to kind of take care of. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to be on the call uh, later or, or not. Um, but, um, you know, we can kind of have, how can I put it, a gathering, so to speak. And if you got anything laid on your heart, you want to share i mean you're more than welcome to i mean there's so many things that's going on i mean i've been gone the past couple days um my daughter's been in the hospital uh she's i just had a new grandson today oh wow and uh yep uh, uh it's my second grandson i've got three granddaughters now i've got two grandsons that's five in all so um, congratulations thank you so much sir i appreciate that and uh, you know good things are happening that's all i can say <laughs> and um, hopefully yep. all is hope, hopefully all is going well with you and uh, i see guest four good. on go ahead brother
2: no all is good if, i mean if I, I I was gonna jump on with in hopes to listen for a little bit and then um and then i can I can probably talk probably in about thirty minutes i i um I was gonna listen while I was doing some of my <laughs> my uh, errands um I got to run around I'm gonna run around town i gotta drop some mattresses off across town at uh, at my sister-in-law's house but if that's okay with you if there is there anyone else on the line that, that you can uh kick the ball around with
4: uh, i don't see no i see there's guest 59 and guest seven mm-hmm. and um you know i thought Micah joseph you know had something but uh, you know i understand when you got to take care of something you got to take care of it but uh i mean there's
2: all all you know. if it's okay with you i'll mute it on my end let me let me do what i need to do real quick and then i'll jump on as soon as i i'll 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 just you can leave me on. I'll just mute. i mute on my phone, and I'll and I'll and I'll get in as soon as I'm done.
4: No, I understand. I just uh, I wasn't prepared because I was, you oh. know, oh, I, you know, I, 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 gotcha. you know, for tonight because I thought Mike was gonna take it, but then at the last minute he had things to take care of, and what I'm gonna do is, uh, you know, that's why I was gonna have. I wouldn't necessarily say. Uh, you can have question and answer type uh group meeting but i mean if there's things that people want to share if they're on the chat they can type it in and i can read it and we can kind of converse that way and if you're on the phone you know they raise your hand i'll unmute them and uh yeah we can go from there but i like i said my mind has been kind of on my new grandson you know and right uh, right off the hand and i don't want to sound like a broken record but you know usually um i have something or uh, and then michael he he also usually has certain things too he come in and they kind of chime together sometimes and uh and then you know when y'all come in and share with what you have to share and things like that it all kind of jointly fits together but um you know, see if,
2: see if you can see if you can stall for about 10 minutes. Let me get this stuff loaded in the truck and I'll and I'll get back on it when I when I'm in the truck. So if that's OK, okay with brother. you, I'm going to mute out yeah. mute out for about five, 10 minutes and I'll and I'll unmute myself once I'm in the truck.
4: All righty, brother. All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. well, greetings, everyone. And I do appreciate y'all being here tonight and I apologize. Mm-hmm. I didn't have. Uh, uh, nothing for tonight. I mean, it's just that I was kind of preoccupied with my new grandson and things, uh, that was just born a few hours ago. The past couple of days, we've been up at the hospital and finally he was born. He was born, uh, you know, like I said, about, I guess, three, three, fifteen, something like that. And, uh, kind of enjoying that a little bit, but I knew I had to have this call. And Michael Joseph, that's usually on here, um, he had some free engagements he had to take care of. And, uh, you know, maybe we can have, uh, I see, uh, uh, what do you call it in here? Donna in here. Maybe I can unmute her and see if she's got anything she would like to share. And we can kind of, chat back and forth together here. You there, Donna? Hello?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm here.
4: Hey Donna, how you doing? Hey, are...
0: congratulations. Congratulations about the baby.
4: Thank you so much. I really appreciate that.
0: I'm so glad everything's okay. Wonder how big he was and all that. You know yeah, how he,
4: way? hes a little peanut. He's—he uh, was six pounds three ounces. Oh, how sweet!
0: That's yeah. so sweet. This is hard. I'm so glad, and yeah,
4: she's well, doing my, good too. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, even the nurses were flabbergasted. Did, like she said that, uh, you know, she had Great. the baby, and. I mean, she didn't even get torn. She didn't have to have stitches. Oh, boy, I mean, that's
0: wonderful. I mean, Granddaddy, Granddaddy must have done some good visualizing.
4: I I can understand it. Actually, today's date is my father's birthday.
1: Oh, that's good <laughs> February
4: 16, and he. He's on the other side, so to speak. So he's But funny. wouldn't that
0: be one? I know he felt good. And look, that's wonderful to carry that on. Aww.
4: Yeah. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, you know, uh, like I was telling the folks on here, uh, Michael Joseph had some pre-engagements. You know, I'm not sure if he's going to chime in a little bit later, you know, but he Believe let me, me know. I hope Believe so. me, that's
0: understandable. Believe me, that's understandable. I tell you what, um, Earlier, my mom just wasn't as clear as normal. And, you know, when they get that age, 88, things can come up suddenly. So I felt of her, and I said, oh, you feel hot. So I took her temperature, and it was getting on up there. So... Instead of giving her Tylenol, you know, you want to just give them Tylenol sometimes that age. But I said, no, Mama, I'm gonna give you some herbs and stuff. But we're gonna pray, we're gonna pray. So I said, we're gonna visualize that going down. Praise the Lord, it's going down from 100. Oh, and look, it went down from 101. Point was it three, Steve? It's down to about 99.9 right now, and it went down pretty swiftly. She has a lot of faith, and she's learning. Mama gonna I said, we're gonna see it going down. Because I hated to just give Tylenol and not, I mean, I can do that if I need to. But I thought, no, let's try, Mama. So I'm just so proud because even what I gave her did not have time to take that kind of effect, you know, even the natural stuff. So I think it was simply the prayers and the visualization of as the Mama seeing it go, go down until it gets perfect. And, boy, it went down fast. I'm tickled. So I gave thanks yeah. to Yabba for that. Really good. Amen. You can get distracted with stuff sometimes, and, and then you don't get to chime in. So I'm just tickled, she, and she feels so much better. I can tell, and she's clearer. And, uh, but thank God a nurse told me that. Nurses can be sometimes smarter than doctors. I did not know that. See, mother had never been sick till she got that valley fever. And a nurse said, now, if she ever acts unclear, Donna, she said at that age, even a simple thing like a urinary tract infection or just a cold or sinuses, she said, "When their temperature goes up, they are out of it, and they suddenly get weak, or they say things that don't make sense, or they get confused."
1: And so yes, ma'am. I'm really,
0: I'm really having to learn about that. And today it seems a little, a little different, but I just want to give a little victory on a report on that that she's yeah. really doing better quickly. Amen. Man, I, I got the call that uh, way, I got on the call.
4: Yeah, I see we got, uh, someone got their hand up, but before I uh, unmute them, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to comment on that. You know how you said that you, you, you spoke the word in that and you stepped out in faith in that? You know, the scripture yeah. tells us that the divine creator, he said, he put his word above his own nature.
0: Isn't that something?
4: That's and beautiful. The, the word is so important. I mean... Yeah. It says by his word he created the heavens and the universe. And that 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 word that is in us, that divine nature, that imagination that that is within us, that deep seated spirit of the Almighty Creator that's within us, you know, thoughts are things. We think it, and therefore, oh. out of our heart our mouth will speak. And when we when we speak it out and verbalize it out, therefore it it comes forth and manifests just like the Creator did. I mean, he said he put his very word above his own nature, and his nature is total one hundred percent pure love. <laughs> and so Amen. that that, That's that word that we that we speak out, I mean, when we when we speak those things out in faith and in truth we're speaking the very words of the creator as if if he said it himself right here. That I mean, that, yes, ma'am. I mean, it's a mighty, mighty thing. And that's why he tells us to be still and know that I am God. When we stand on those principles and those truths in absolute, absolute trust and love, he said, you know, to confess or to speak out those things that are not as though they already are and they will be. That's how important it is. That's how powerful it is. And it's a great and wonderful and mighty thing, sister. And, uh, oh, I feel blessed uh, by that testimony. I mean, because it's absolute and it's true.
0: I feel blessed on yours, too, because I really think being... You're the grandfather of this baby, and I really think you probably visualized for her to have a great delivery. And look what happened; she really did. Yes, ma'am.
1: Yeah. I mean, even
0: it's amazing that she didn't have any other troubles, and that quickly and all. So, yeah, you did it too. We're learning.
4: Yeah, I, I I, <laughs> I kind of do like White Wolf does sometimes. You know, I put that their dome of light over them, of mm-hmm. perfect divine light and blessing. You know, uh, in divine love, truth, mercy, and understanding, wisdom, knowledge, and goodness. You know, and the, the perfect will of the the Almighty Creator be upon him. And uh, you know, and and it worked out just great and wonderful. And I'm going to see what I guess nine nineteen's got his hand up. I'm I'm going right. to mute and see if he what kind of question he has. Okay. Amen you there?
3: Hey, Jim, it's Mike. How you doing, man?
4: Hey, Mike, you, uh, okay. I didn't know if you were going to come in or not. (laughs) Hey, brother. I,
3: I wasn't, I, I had, uh, some stuff with my daughter I had to take care of, and I was just hauling, hauling back here as fast as I could get back, and, uh, I'm sitting in my driveway right now, and I thought I'd, I'd call in and see if I could, uh, i apologize i thought i was going to be in wilmington longer than i uh than i was and i i just didn't want to be on this call coming down 40 at night you know in the rain right
4: i understand brother so, but all all is good all is in the will of god and hey brother we're all blessed and i was telling them earlier i i had a grandson tonight another one and uh oh, that's you know awesome. i'm just that's
1: awesome.
4: and i didn't. I didn't have nothing prepared. And, and when I got that from you, I'm thinking, oh, well, I'm going to step out in faith and see what Yava has. I know that when people come on and share what they have, like uh, Sister Donna did, that just blessed me. I mean, I mean, our words are powerful in their truth. I said, people say, well, how am I going to hear God? We hear God by what we speak out in truth and in faith and in love. That, that's how we're going to hear the voice of God. I mean we, we can see it in visions and dreams in our in our hearts and minds, but at the same time you know if we're going to hear the word of faith and truth and love and the word of God or good, it's going to come from the mouths of men that are that have the heart and the, the change of that divine eternal spirit within them. You know, we have to have a changed heart to bring forth the pure truth of God. And he even said that he would use the, you know, the, I, I may not be saying this exactly right. Because uh, <laughs> that he would even use the mouths of the, the, um, um, well, I would, it's not really unlearned, but it's, it means those that, that are not truly opened up and a true state of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? But he will still yeah. use them to get our attention. I think you know what scripture I'm trying to think of, right? <laughs> Hopefully. I, I, know,
1: uh, I know
3: it, but I can't quote it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep.
4: And, and uh, you know, because uh, like I was talking to someone earlier, I said, none of us know everything. It takes, I mean, all of us jointly fitting together as a unit. I mean, every person in this world where some are uh changed and some are still searching and some are just i guess they don't care i don't i I, i'm not trying to judge them but you know they got their minds on other things i said but even the creator can use them or anyone for his will and his purpose to bring and manifest the truth and bring it forward and uh and uh, like I told him, I said, anytime some and, uh, you know, in the past I've been there, sometimes I get to where I've learned certain things. And then I, I got to thinking, well, you know, man, it's just rolling forward. And you know how sometimes people get a big head. Yeah. And that's not my, that's not my intention. But sometimes, you know, your ego takes over. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, and the creator says, well, let me just tap you on the head a little bit bring you down back to the level <laughs> <laughs> and to get you to humble yourself where you're supposed to be and uh, and it, it's just brother I just it just blesses my heart i mean their scriptures are just i mean they're just I, I say exploding but they're just i mean blooming and just opening up and it's just a mighty thing that's what I was telling Sister uh, Donna. You know, our words, I mean, out of our heart, the mouth is going to speak. And hopefully tonight, I mean, if you got time or can, you, you got something you would share. I mean, and I know yeah, Gil said Gil said he'd come in and a little bit later. He's doing something right at the moment. And, you know, maybe we can get a, you know, a good spirit, Field, How can I set conversation going here with everybody on this call?
3: Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll hang in. I I can't say my battery is going to hang in too long, but I'll hang in as long as I can. All right.
4: Okay. Are, are you you're nowhere near home?
3: No. Uh, well, I'm I'm going that way right now. So, but I'm close enough to where um, I'm sitting right now at a uh, gas station.
4: So uh, <laughs> I pulled Oh, brother! I'm sorry. The clerk the clerk
3: over here keeps looking at me like what
4: <laughs> <are you> <laughs> but, uh,
3: yeah. anyway i'm i'm probably about uh i'd say 10 minutes away from the house but it's fine i just sit right here and uh but um, i'm on the way i was on the way back but uh man i just wanted to let you know my what i i had a couple of things happen this week and, and uh and then i had like last night i was uh um, I was in a pretty good sleep, and I woke up around 3.30 in the morning, stumbled into the bathroom, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I came back and laid back down, I closed my eyes, and all of a sudden, the white light came on in my head. Amen. And it came on so bright that, I mean, it was like. I, it was it was like brighter than the sun. I couldn't I couldn't look at it, but I knew what it was because I've experienced it before, right? Yes, and sir. So I knew. Don't panic or anything. You know what's going on here. So yeah. it, at this point, put in the prayer. And so I started I started praying, right? And and you know for love and and you know protection over you know right and like you were saying, we're putting that white light over people, that kind of thing, right?
4: yes sir brother
3: but for some reason um that morning i woke up and i was in this funk that morning and uh, the morning before right that right so yeah I, I was in this angry state of mind and i couldn't seem to bring my emotion like the the sense of you know joy and gratitude into the prayer and i was getting so frustrated man you know because i was wanting yeah. to bring you know this sense of bliss in there, but I, all I could bring in was the intellectual side. It seemed like, you know, something was keeping me from bringing in the emotional side. Well, I, um, I woke up the next morning and, um, and I got to thinking about it and I was like, you know, if you think about your intellect as like a different person, which occupies the temple, right? Yes, you can. You can call it an ego if you like, or you know. I like to just call it what it is. I call it the intellectual ego. Like I think we have different types of egos, which uh, which I think are like different persons, spiritual entities, which occupy in this temple. And um, but there's this intellectual ego, uh, if you will, and if you really have a strong intellect. It's like you said a minute ago, you can really have an arrogance about it. And, and you can you have to really check yourself because, yes. you know, you, you can think to yourself, well, I'm so much smarter than everybody else. But, see, everybody, like I have a friend of mine, and, and he's got a little dyslexia, and he's got a little ADHD. Um, but when it comes to building, like, you know, handyman stuff, plumbing, electrical, carpentry, this guy's probably got an IQ about 165. I mean, he's a damn near wow. genius when it
4: comes to yes. building, right? Yes, sir.
3: But if you ask him to solve a, you know, some sort of engineering problem, or you ask him to come up with a plan or what you want to do in business, you may as well be asking him to resolve Einstein's equations, right? <laughs>
4: yeah, I know where you're coming from, right?
3: And if it comes to anything with business and structuring business, he just he just can't seem to do it. He's got some kind of block. So his intellect, when it his, his his you know intellect quota in regard to business is probably you know a fifty. But when it comes to building, man, I mean, he's a freaking MacGyver, dude. I'm telling you, this guy's incredible, right?
4: That's great. So, Amen.
3: It's easy to have like if if you've got like a really strong intellect to do certain things in life. It's easy to exercise your intellect over other people and almost put them in a point uh, of view where they feel like they've just got to submit to you and you're the king. You know, um, and
4: yeah, that really desire.
1: Like
4: I'm sorry, brother. Huh? No, I was just saying huh? that desire just. You have the desire about a certain subject, like you're saying, and it's kind of set in your mind. And uh, we, I guess, we press it further than we normally would, and that's what I was basically yeah. calling the ego. Not that I'm smarter yeah. than anybody else in that, but sometimes it's like we we're trying to insist on it to to get it out there, and and the people may not agree with it, or you know what I'm saying. And, because I don't want to get where like people think that I'm arrogant and, and that I know more than them or that I'm thinking I'm better than them. Because I try to steer myself away from that as often as possible. Because I mean we're all the same. I mean it's just that sometimes that fleshly, carnal-minded ego gets in the way yeah. and and we kind of it wants to insist on well. I, I want to put this subject out there and, you know, to let it get them to see it my way, even not whether they believe it or not. But, you know, it's you know what I mean? You just want to put it out there so bad and I do. It, might, it might not really amount to a whole lot. But <laughs> to, to you at that time, it's like, bam, I got to get it out there. And that's what kind of where I was coming from.
1: Oh, I get it, man. I,
3: I think Bob Marley said it in one of his songs. He said, every need's got an ego to feed. And Yes, sir. You know, the thing is, is that this intellect, if, if, if you look past whatever you're trying to do, you know, um, I'm going to say whatever I'm trying to do, and you look past into the eyes of somebody who may not have the same level of intellect on what you're trying to do together, but just understand that this being is just as much God as you are. And
4: Amen. Yes, just
3: because they don't have that particular blessing of of intellect, they've got other uh, skill, other talents that are um, just as good. And and so when we exercise, I say like, when I exercise my intellect over someone else, you see that pride it goes before the fall because. That yes. intellect is like the, the Pharaoh in the kingdom, which takes the kingdom of God by force. It, it literally says, you know, I got this thing figured out. And, you know, you all need to, you know, come sit at my feet and listen. But the reality is, honestly, Jim, I, I go back and I look at where I was years ago, and where I am today. And many times, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm having a harder time opening my mouth today. because. There's so much I don't know, and and granted, somebody told me a while back, yeah, but you you've had so much experience, you should share with people. That's fine, but what I don't want to get up, what I don't want happening in me is (laughs) looking at another human being and saying, "You need to listen to what I have to say."
4: You don't need to listen to
3: a word that I have to say. You know.
4: Uh, I understand, you know, where you're like, like what you're saying there. I mean, I mean, I believe that, I mean, I haven't met you personally, but I know you through the call and stuff and our conversations and brother, and I'm not trying to fill your head with air or nothing that and inflate your head. But I mean, I know that you're a very knowledgeable man in many, many areas. And, uh, and I'm thankful for that. I mean, because a lot of things that you bring forward, I mean, blesses. I'm speaking from myself. I can't, I mean, the others can tell you, but I can't speak for them. I can only come from my perspective. And you've blessed me a hundred times over, brother. And, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to, you know, defeat your ego, but I mean, as a brother to brother, I mean, I get you know, it. you're a blessing. And I want you to and know so that.
3: For me, thank you for that. For me, I think the key, I think the thing that crux, the, the center point, the fulcrum of, of what this thing needs to be balanced on is intent. And what is the intent? Is it to exercise, you know, what I know and, and build myself up and say, hey, look at me, look at all that I got. Or am I going to share with you, uh, your brothers and sisters, because I'm going to share in love so that, you know, hey, I'm going to bring my piece of gold to this love feast and you bring yours. And ultimately, I think that you know, we, you and I have talked offline and we've, we've always said, and Gary said the same thing as well, that, you know, ultimately you'd like this to be a feast of tabernacles where everybody comes and they share their gold and we're all edified. We don't end up feeling like we owe some, something to somebody else because they did whatever. Now, I mean, we're in service to each other. Uh, understanding that you know some of us may have certain gifts that others don't have that's fine you know I mean some people are born in past. some people have the gift of healing other people have the gift of love making they, they can shower love on you and peace like you can't even believe you know when you're in their presence right um, yeah
4: and brother I believe you got a, a you know I said one of the gifts, I mean, I know you probably have a whole lot more of them. I'm not saying that, but, I mean, of edification and stuff like that. I mean, the things that you bring forward, I mean, it is right down the line, and, man, it gets right to the point. I mean, it's there, and you even break it up. Well, you can look at it from the right. You can look at it from the left. And you can also look at it from the top and the bottom, and they all converge in the middle. You know, you get, you get this kind of see... All sides of the 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 picture, so to speak, from every angle, and it all conjoins into one area where you've got a clearer picture.
3: Well, thank you. I think I believe that that's my gift, and I I just generally speaking, I'm not necessarily talking about myself now. I'm just sort of I just realized after I I had this experience um, the other night, last night that um that the mind that okay have you ever told your mind like gone into a state of meditation and told your mind i'm watching you and you know i that's what i do when i go into meditation i tell my mind hey look i'm watching you and then this wild crazy monkey which is my mind all of a sudden, this, this wild orangutan, which jumps around the cage and does whatever the hell it wants to do, it slows down. It's like, it's like there's an, an entity, which is my mind, which is now looking around going, hold on a minute, somebody's watching me. And for me, that made it very clear to me that my, my reasoning mind or my intellect is like a wrench. It's a tool in which I use. And then it, that made it absolutely clear to me that spirit is what I am fundamentally, but my mind is is a tool. It's like a wrench in my in my um, in my tool chest. And here's the thing: my mind is either my master or it's my servant. And, yes, and it's a bad thing to have your mind be your master. All right, That's a very bad oh. thing. All right, you want it to serve you. And you get it to serve you when you order it. When you, The scripture says, order your conversation, order your thoughts. Amen. And you start to realize, no, at the center of me is spirit. And this mind, these thoughts, that's not me. That's a tool in which I use. And so if, if the mind is not me, then the intellect is a subset. It's a child of the mind. And so, therefore, that child is still under my control. That child is is subject to um, who I am. It, I can even say it, it's subject to I am, the center of me, which is spirit. So, so it, it really made it really clear to me that in our if we if we deal with the world solely through our intellect, it's a very poor state of dealing with the world. Because yes, we're not living according to spiritual principles. We're living according to carnal ideas. And they are carnal ideas, carnal being subject to the five senses, are are very limited. Uh they're not really telling you the whole truth.
4: No, that's they're, just like so, the scripture that then like like what what you were just saying. You know, that scripture says, bring a child up in the way she it should go. And when it's, you know, older, it will not depart. And that right. goes along with what you just said. And if you bring it up and you discipline it or use that so-called wrench to tweak it, to, you know, to, to bring it forward, you know, to tighten it up a little bit and to discipline it. And it, it's going to do exactly what you said it's going to do. It's going to serve you instead of... Uh, you know, you serving it, and that's a great exactly mighty right. thing. Thank you, brother, for that. That, wow, that, ooh, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, that's powerful. Oh, man,
3: check this out. So, so this, then I, I I'm going to build on it. So, check this out. So, this came to me. I went to go see a friend of mine today, and we, we, we had a, we hadn't had breakfast together, and I really had a, you know, a good hours of some really in depth. Exploration, just talking things through. You know, what do you think? You know, that kind of thing. And um, what we came out of it is that you know how we have what um, medicine tells us we have a cerebrum, and we have a, a cerebellum, and then yes. we have what you might call in the center of the brain they call it the seat of the soul, the uh, the pineal, right?
1: Yes. And so
3: I realized cerebrum is the father, the cerebellum Amen. is the son. And the seat of the soul is where the spirit resides in the pineal. All right, so if you want to, um, so think about this. So every single day of our lives, if if the world is mirroring back, mirroring back to us aspects of ourselves for our good, so that we could see as, as the world is showing us in a mirror aspects of ourselves so we can see what we have you know to work on what we have to you go into the spirit and and declare the blessing from the mountaintop all right Amen. so I had a friend of mine uh, Tell me um, a couple of days ago. He said man my wife and my daughter are, are Getting to be very manipulative very narcissistic and I said is that what you perceive in them? And he said yes, I said well, then you have a problem with narcissism yourself. And yes, I sir. said, now I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you this is how it works. All right. So this is something that you have in yourself. And if you want to fix what's going on outside of you, you got to first fix what's going on inside of you and cover that yes. with love and declare the um, the blessing over that so you can get past this uh, selfishness, this narcissism. All Amen.
4: Right? Did, and, didn't you say uh, about uh, that when you told your mind, I'm staring at you? Yeah, and and then it tells you, it says what you're staring at, what you're staring at is staring back at you, and, and what it, we it do knows it, with,
3: it knows immediately.
4: Yes, sir, and you give the command like you were saying earlier, and things like that. Are you going to serve it, or is it going to serve you to bring forward by by using that wrench, so to speak, to tweak it and uh, bring forth the desire that you have. Put into motion with that wrench and with that desire, and with you looking back at it, it's looking back at you. It's, it, it's, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. It's, it's absolutely. Uh, it's uh, how can I say it? Your, your, your intent. You're speaking it forward, but yet at the same time, it's staring back at you, and and it has to fulfill your desire. But a lot of times, most of us don't. You know, we don't have maybe I'm, I'm just talking in general that our intent may not be totally in the right place and we're not sure of what we actually want. We're just how can I say we got that monkey wrench that's got a cog in it and we haven't kind of worked that out yet. It, it's time that, you know, we get it in gear to where it will serve us instead of us serving it.
3: Absolutely, and I want I mean, to really just on what you just said. We're not very sure exactly what we want, and I've said this before, and I believe it with my whole heart. If you want to manifest something in your life, then you really need to sit down and think about exactly, precisely, and very concisely and precisely exactly what you want to pray for. All right, because. You're ordering your conversation when you sit down and you you make darn sure, okay, this is what I want, and how would I feel if I got it, right? And you're you're taking the mind, like when I tell the mind, when I'm getting ready to go into meditation where I just go into a very quiet place and I tell my mind, hey, look, I'm I'm paying attention now, okay, I'm watching you.
4: And I'm literally,
3: I equate like the, the, um, the carnal mind, the, the everyday uh, reasoning mind, the conscious mind that we walk around every day in beta beta wave consciousness. It, it's like a wild orangutan, man. But when I tell it, I'm watching it. What happens is, if you think of the mind as sort of like a river, it slows yes. down to a very slow trickle. And then eventually, to a couple of drops of water. And what happens is every now and again, you'll see a thought like a little wild animal trying to run across your screen, okay? And you're like, I see you, you know, get out, get out, get (laughs) out, you know? And I can see you, and the thing will turn around like a wild animal, like a deer, like it's been seen and take off running, right? Yes, sir. And what I'm trying to say is like, sometimes in meditation, I want to just go to a point where I'm very still. And I'm very peaceful, and I'm just waiting for the blessing. Other times in meditation, I'll let those thoughts just go ahead. I, I, I'm not going to stop them. I tell them I'm watching, but if they, if one of them comes into my mind, I just let it go ahead and run across my mind, and then I just let it go. Like right? I don't even try to stop them. Like it's a wild deer in the in the forest. I just let it run. Right. Yes. And. I don't even try to stop it. I just say, Hey, look, I saw you. I saw you there. Now, you know, you know, I'm paying attention. But the point is, is once you start watching your mind, then instead of that raging river of just ceaseless information that just flows in without any control, it slows down to an absolute trickle. And it becomes very quiet. It it becomes it becomes very submissive. And uh, almost to the point where it's waiting on you to give the order. What I mean, in other words, hey, okay, uh, it's the attention. Lord. In the temple has now, the Lord has sat down in this temple, and you know there's someone on the throne now. Okay, it's been vacant and we've been having our way for a while now, but now there's someone on the throne, and so, okay, what do you want us to do? Well, I want to share with you what happened to me Friday. A lady came to my place. And she came specifically because I asked her. She's a masseuse, and I asked her to come because I'm having this problem with my uh, my left shoulder. And I had like a um, couple of vertebrae in in my neck that was pinching a nerve, and it was causing like shooting nerve pain to go down my arm. Right. So Mm -hmm. she was telling me, okay, so I want you to do. I I I know exactly what you what you're doing here, and I said we're going to work together. And I said, okay, let's 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 go into unity here and here's what i'm going to do i'm going to verbally thank my nerves and my cells in the body for um, acting and performing to their utmost ability all right and i said you just keep working i said you and i are going to enter into unity and what i'm going to do is every time you do it i'm just going to thank thank myself for just Doing such a great job for me, right? My nerves Amen. And well, I'm telling you, in in less than about a minute and a half time, I had my head
4: laying down on my left shoulder. All right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah.
3: He says, "I don't know how. What is this you're doing?" I said, "Well, I, you know, every cell in my body is subject to I am. Okay, Amen. because all the spirit. So when the Lord sits down in His temple." Everybody's got to take notice. Every knee's got to bow. Amen. So every cell, every nerve, every organ, everything has got to bow because in in every single cell is a nucleus where the book of the law is written. So every single cell has the book of the law and and it's just waiting for he who the law testifies of, is a witness of, to sit down on the throne. And so before about two minutes of time, we're going back and forth like a pendulum. And I had my head laying flat on my left shoulder and flat on my right. She's Hallelujah. Like, you got pain? And I said, No, no pain. I'm pain free.
4: And Amen. That reminds really, me of this. Go ahead, brother.
3: Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, that reminds me uh, of
4: that. Well, what you were saying reminds me of that centaurian. Remember when he asked the Messiah teacher, which is, you know, that, like you were saying, the God sitting on the throne. And he says, uh, when he said his servant was sick, they came to him. And he said, well, you want me to go heal him? And he said, no, I have no need. You have to, you only say the word and I know it'll be done.
1: Right.
4: You know what I'm saying? I mean, everything That's you're right. speaking tonight is, oh, hallelujah. It's just all falling into place, brother. I mean, it's all jointly fitting together. I mean, I know this was ordered of the Creator. Oh, my God, yes. Everything well, that you're it, talking it, it, about.
3: Yeah, man, this week has been really a crazy kind of week of just really weird things happening and, and like, different things happening as a result of, um, like, okay, I'll tell you guys on the call something that happened to me years ago. You know, I I had you know went to NC State and and did all the work. I got multiple degrees in engineering. I went and apprenticed. I became an, a professional engineer in exactly the the requisite time. I I did everything right. Worked hard. Rose up to department head of a very large engineering firm and then became um, an owner of my own engineering firm and went out and ran it. Well, I decided to, to test the system, okay? And, and I don't know why I did it. I, I look back on it and wonder if, if these days, you know, if I had to do it all over again, would I do it? And I tested it, and they showed me without any, you know, if, ands, or buts, that this license does not belong to you. This is something that we have granted to you to to do a deed on behalf of the general public, okay? And so I used to think it was my license, okay? And then I would do with it and I would treat it as if I was a banker and I would, you know, I would go get insurances and protect myself with insurance. Well, I, I soon found out that it wasn't my license and they, they went ahead and they revoked it, right? So I had put in all these, I mean, 10 over 10 years, okay, of effort in getting this uh, license. And after those 10 years, and they revoked it, I thought to myself, Whoa, is me, man! I mean, you know, um, actually, more than that, it was more like um, 15 years, okay, because I had I had I had practiced outside of um, you know, getting it anyway. What I'm saying is, um, I thought, geez, this is my livelihood, and these guys just took it like it was nothing, you know. And I had a lot of hate in my heart, right? I had, like, you know, these SOBs, you know. But I was talking to a guy this morning, and I told him, I said, listen, if that hadn't have happened to me, you know, I'd probably be the most arrogant, self-centered son of a bitch you've ever met,
1: all right? (laughs)
3: Because back in those days, you know, I owned multiple corporations. I was vice president of this, president of that. I had about 14, 15 real estate holdings. Just, you know what I mean? If you ask yeah. me, tell me about yourself, Mike, I'd say, well, I'm in real estate. I do engineering. I do construction. I, you see, but I never could actually get around to telling you about Mike. i tell uh-huh. you about all these offices that I held, but there was no Mike there. I see. And the thing, the thing is, is, I had to go through this loss in order to to grow spiritually. And so now I don't count this as a loss at all. I I, I obtained unto the greatest thing of all, the pearls of great price. This the license is nothing, man. It's nothing. Amen. And in fact, what came to me today was all I have to do is sit down and order the prayer. And to get right in my mind, if I want this license back, I just get get order my mind correctly, sit down and order the prayer and and cling to the prayer and know nothing is impossible of God and I'll get it back. But when it comes back to me this time, I'll be so much better for it because I had to go through all this experience of loss. I had to go through these periods of learning to trust that God is able to provide, you know? And and so you know, I went through, man, I, I was at a period, in North Carolina, if you're pulling down around $2,500 a month, you're living pretty good. That's, that's middle class living. That's middle, middle living, okay? Yes. So I was doing about 25000 a month, okay? So I was living high on the hog, okay? I wasn't living I in the upper crisp, but I didn't have any wants, I'll tell you that, right? Yes. So, so. But you couldn't tell me anything, and I went down to a position that got so low that I could barely make ends meet. I mean, literally, uh, I mean, I had six thousand dollars, and that's all I had to my name, okay? And here's a guy who literally was making you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and I got reduced to six thousand dollars. All of the companies stripped away, all the real estate holdings gone. But guess what? every single month, somehow or another, God provided a, a means for me to go do some work and to, and to make sure that everything was paid and, and that we didn't lose you know what we had right Amen. that the children were taken care of, that we had a roof over our head and every single month I, for this happened now don't get this happened for six years. Every single wow. year I started the year with $6,000 and guess what happened the seventh year, the seventh year I started the year with nothing. And, and wow. in January, in January here, the property taxes are due. You got your, you got your mortgage payment and everything else. So every year for me, it's about a $6,000 outlay in January. And guess what? I don't have any money. Okay, nothing. I don't have anything. Wow. Well.
4: You January got faith.
3: Along, and you know what? January hit, and and about the middle of January, a um, a big project came in, and I was able to get on that. And, and so I was a little bit late paying the property taxes, but the guy gave me a little uh, fine for that for interest. But it all worked out. I was able to catch right back up. And then after that, it just took off, man. Here I am, I don't Amen. have the license, and yet all this opportunity came rolling in out of nowhere, which you know my deal has always been if the work is presented before me, I'll go to it like a dog to a neck bone, all right? And and I don't care if I gotta power wash people's houses, if I got to, you know, if I've gotta do carpentry work, if I've got to power wash their driveway i got to paint your house i don't care what it is if the lord says this is what you're gonna do son then you're gonna go do it all right because you the way i figured that that's how it would happen if somebody called me up and said hey man i got this job here uh painting the house you want to get in on it that was all i needed that's the lord saying to me hey man you're gonna be painting the house this week Amen. and so here i went from owning all these businesses and 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 thinking of myself that i would somewhat to be reduced to a position of where I was a day laborer all right now I'm telling you that you know <laughs> you talk about a bruise to your ego but in this transformation it while this was happening even though I will be honest with you I hated it I, I hated it you know what I mean I, I went from doing so good to all of a sudden you know and I used to beat myself up and say why did I have to make why did I have to make this decision? Why did I do this? But now I see that this decision was for my good. Ultimately, in the end, it was for my good. And I had to go through these miserable times and and what I thought was misery. But on the other hand, I was taught during this time of quote end quote, being in the wilderness. To trust our Father, to have ultimate trust that, hey, man, I'm going to yank away all your finances, and now let's see if you can trust me. And I was taught that, hey, man, I got this, okay? You're not going to want for food or, or water or, or shelter. I got this. Amen. And and I want to tell you, if if any if any man could tell you this and tell you that he didn't have fear, he's a liar. Because you got to deal true. with fear on a regular, ongoing basis. Because you got a family. I got a, fam- a wife and two children, and they like to eat. They like electricity and hot water, all right? And yes. we got to have these things, okay? We got to have. And so, you know, I, I, and I'm sitting here and I'm sharing my witness with, you know, people that are close to me or people that are in my family. And they're looking at me like I'm a freaking numbskull, like I'm an idiot, you know, like, how could you do this, you know? And, and, and on top of that, here I am testing the system to find out, hey, do you need licenses at all? I tested it up to the hilt, stood before the judges and said, that's your constitution, not mine. And, mm-hmm. you know, tested it to the point where I got rid of all the driver's licenses and still went to court and, and was met with all smiles. And then later told them look you know I, I got it wrong okay I put the cart before the horse and so and they met me with with unbelievable honor and they said and they, even though their system said hey you know you should be doing a couple of years of jail and a couple you know thousand dollars in fine I got no no jail time no fine I, I agreed to pay the court costs and on top of that they found a way for me to get the driver's license even though it was against their uh, ability to do so according to their own laws and <laughs> the point of me saying this is that I now see in, in in my perspective the state is what it is Rome is sitting there if Rome wasn't supposed to be there Rome wouldn't be there okay? the yes. father allows it to be there so so we live in a system and it is what it is. And what we make of it is is dependent upon how we order our, our internal conversation. Because we're going to either be subject to the outer world or the outer world is going to be subject to us. Amen. And we can live in absolute peace and harmony with all of this, you know, so-called, quote, end quote, oppression. The people who feel oppressed by the outer world are the ones who have not yet ordered their conversation. And, and for me I had to go through these seven years of just being belittled to see that I no longer have to be angry. I, I can sit in the center of, of my being and be still and know that I am God and sit down on the throne and command the blessing. And it has to be. It, it it's not a it can it can be or it might be. It is it is. It it is. Mm-hmm. All I have to yes. do is now wait. I have to wait for the for, for the, the Holy Spirit to manifest it. And it's just, you know, so what I thought about today as we're, we're talking about my friend and I are really talking about this stuff today, um, <clears throat> every time we are presented with a strife or with something that just throws us outside of our wheelhouse, out of our comfort zone, that is a decision node where we can either turn towards our intellect or towards our, our negative emotions or we could turn towards love. And if you think about if you think about a river flowing and there's a there's a check valve in in this river. Okay? And if we turn towards um, a negative state, let's say we turn towards our own intellect or we turn towards you know a negative emotion, it cuts off the spirit that the check valve cuts off spiritual inflow. But if we turn towards love, it opens the other direction. And and at night, when we're asleep, it opens us up to all of this spiritual in- influx, this spiritual light, which which renews us and re-energizes us. And, and I'll be honest with you, there are times that I have prayed all night long and completely lost control of, where I went I, I was completely I was still awake and I was aware that I was conscious but that's about all I was aware of and I'm still in a state of prayer and I did it all night long and I'm telling you I was more energized the next morning than if I you know actually slept through the whole night <laughs> okay yes so I really believe and this is just my testimony this is my experience. I went through these great periods of loss only to know with absolute assurance on the other side, if I want that license back, all I have to do is go into my prayer room, be careful how I order my prayer, how I order my conversation in such a way that the outcome is beneficial to everyone concerned um, and such that my intent is in service to the, the community in which I find myself. All right, And then it can happen because how can anybody um, disrespect or neglect or not accept that claim in God?
1: Amen, because the prayer amen.
3: is a claim. The prayer yes. is a claim. It's like the old miners where they would stake a claim in a gold mine. Well, that's what you're doing. You're staking it. When you pray, you're staking a claim in divine mind. And Amen. if somebody rejects your claim or says, hey, hold on a minute here. I've got a claim there. You're trespassing on my claim. Well, we got a problem here. All right.
4: Yes, and if, if they don't speak up, that's the same as agreeing with them that that's their claim. You know, that's so, exactly. I mean, you have to speak up. And, you know, to go along with that, you know how it says uh, we must decrease and he must increase. I mean, it goes along with what you're saying there that we as the carnal natured minded man has to decrease and and see the truth and the values of what was set forth from the beginning and, and to come into agreement with our desires and to realize and know who we are and who's sitting on the throne. And when we speak something out, like you said, making that claim, It is what it is, and and unless you just don't, yes, sir, and if you don't say nothing, that's the same as you uh, agreeing with what they're saying. Even in the court of law, I believe that if you don't speak up, they're going to have their way with you. If we
3: don't speak up, it's called acquiescence, and it, it implies the implication is if I've got rights and you make a claim against my rights, and I don't speak up and I've slept on my rights and you now have your claim. Yes. sir. And so therefore, you know, we have to be bold. We have to come boldly before the throne and we have to believe. And the key is in believing because we have to get to a point to, that we believe that we know for an absolute certainty that the Lord of all has sat down in the temple and and there's now somebody on the throne because you see, if if you allow your mind to be your master, it's like, see, your mind is is the the um, your mind is is the symbol, or rather, government is the outward symbol of your mind, and your mm-hmm. mind is supposed to serve you. But if you do not, if you don't know how to order the conversation, how to order your mind such that it is subject to you, it will rule over you.
4: Yes, sir. And, and so, is it that? That's it's exactly. It's- Yes, isn't that what Pelosi and them are doing now? They said when they were saying in some of their dealings with what's going on with them now, they said, you know, it, the, the, the people, you know, the, the, we're the ones that uh, put them into power and in office just by voting them in there. And they're, they're supposed to be doing according to what, you know, our Constitution, what was set forth. And if we put them in there, we ought to be able to take them out of there. But see, they've reversed the whole scenario like what Michael Joseph's talking about. I mean, they're showing us one thing the way it should really be, but they're twisting and turning around and saying they're the authority and they're the power and we don't have no say or authority at all. And that's not the case at all. But they've done it so long they're getting away with it.
3: Well, think of it like this right here. They tried to trick the master and they said to him, uh, you, know, who's, you know, who's greater? I mean, what about Caesar? I mean, whose face is on the, the coin? Jesus said, well, whose face? Give me the, bring me the coin. Whose face is on the coin? He said, well, Caesar's. He said, well, give unto Caesar's what's Caesar's and give unto God what's God's. And he basically said to him, hey, look, God owns everything. There ain't no Caesar if there's no God, Okay. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's
1: so. You
3: know, choose who you're going to serve. You know, when you when you come into this, and you come into the sanctuary, you come into these spiritual understandings. Choose who you're going to serve, but don't pick it. Don't pick up this task lightly, because if you pick it up and then you turn away, okay, it's 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 really bad because all of these thoughts, these negative thoughts, can come flooding in. And and the house can become very degraded. You know, it didn't work. This was all a bunch of BS. No, no, no. He said, pick it up very carefully. Don't pick up this walk. M- measure, measure yourself before you pick up this so-called belief in God. Which is why, you know, I think last week, you know, the question put forward is, do you believe in God? It's a very, very serious question, and Amen. one that is taken way too lightly in the in the orthodox churches uh, in in all churches because you pick this up it's not something to pick up lightly it's it's your whole world it's your life
1: amen that's
4: just like oh i'm sorry brother that's just like moses going up like moses going up on the mount you know to see the burning bush so to speak in other words he realized that that divine spirit was within him and that the divine mind was burning within him. You know, the light synapses going through the 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 brain aspect, and he knew that the Creator was there. He did. He didn't know the name, but he knew there was something there. And it says he went up to see the bush that didn't burn. Uh, you know, and then. He, he says, well, well, what's your name? He said he called out Moses, which was his higher self calling out to himself, saying, and Moses, Moses, he said, take off your shoes. Shoes represent understanding. In other words, that understanding that you have, take it off, basically set it aside and listen to what I'm telling you. And You know, to get rid of that carnal minded earthly man, so to speak, and and listen to what I come up hither, so I can show you what's really taking place and give you a greater understanding. And, you know, he told Moses, you know, he's going to send Moses to, you know, to free the children of Israel. And he said, but who am I? He said that He would go with them and be there for them and that, you know, that He would teach them what to say and what to do. And if we listen to our higher self like Michael's talking about, that spirit within, like it must increase while that carnal minded nature has to decrease or be subject to that divine higher mind which is you, which is Your true desires, what you really want, like he said, we sit down and think about what you really, truly want and hold that there. And it will it will happen just as you see it and as you say it. Our words are so, so powerful. That's I mean, the voice that we have is the voice of God, so to speak. I mean, it's going out to the ithers and thizzers uh, of this whole universe. Once you speak it out, like White Wolf used to say, once the bell's been rung, you can't unring it. It's, it's gone out, and it's going to keep going out. And what we say goes out, and it'll keep going out until it brings back what you sent it out to do. Just like the Creator said, light be. And he says, my word's gone out and it will not come back void or empty. It's going to do exactly what I said it and spoke it out to do. We're that very same thing. What we speak and what we do or think about, this is out of the heart, the mind, the mouth is going to speak. We're going to verbalize it out in that vibrational aspect, which is the power and the manifestation to bring it into literal manifestation from the spiritual mental into the physical reality. You're literally creating it into existence there. It may take a week. It may happen instantly. It may take five, ten years. But see, we tend to forget what we say or what we do or what we spoke out. And even the people that don't really believe in much of anything, they'll tell you, hey, friend, it's all on the will." What goes around right. comes around, and I mean, because people don't consciously think about what they said three weeks ago. I mean, but it's gone out, and we wonder why all these stop signs or or negative things happen. It's because if we think back and really meditate on it, these things will pop up and be brought back to our remembrance. To where, oh man, I said that in a. You know, because somebody said something to me and it kind of ticked me off. So I spoke something out I shouldn't have spoke out. That's why this has happened. But they're they're like stop signs to us. to saying, hey, wait a minute. Something you said or done through action or word wasn't right. So this is like a stop sign because the things were going negatively for you. So what it's telling us is to stop, to repent, which means to turn around in a 180 degree direction, go back the way you came from and regroup. Think about what you said, what you've done, or what you really truly want and start from there and speak that out. Then proceed forward after we do that. And I mean, it's that easy, but... We've, we've kind of been taught all this jibber-jabber stuff from, you know, the Sanhedrin priesthood and the Catholic and the uh, Protestants and all these others. And I'm not saying they're not good people, but, you know, it, it says that the Messiah teacher opened his mouth in wisdom and knowledge that he didn't just blurt things out. It said he always paused before he spoke it out he thought about what he was going to say and how he wanted it i mean it's just like they were going to stone the the woman for adultery and they right. were all they were getting up there ready hey man let's just let's get the job done they were all happy about it and they said well before we do that let's go see what the messiah teacher has to say about it since he's so holy and everybody's following him and they go to him because they knew what their intention was, was to kill her. But they went to him and he says, is it not right according to our law that we can stone her to death? He said, you're correct. He says, but he that was, they didn't think about this. He said, he that is without sin cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've screwed up here and screwed up there. How can you be any better than her? I mean, if you'd messed up, you want to be forgiven. Why can't she be forgiven? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's why he says. Hey man, I, I'm a,
3: uh, you like music, don't you, Jim? Aren't you a music guy?
4: Yes, sir, brother.
3: There's a, a band that I really like, grew up listening to called The Grateful Dead. Oh, and yeah. Thanks. And you would think to yourself that the Grateful Dead is not a very spiritual man and you would be absolutely wrong.
1: Yeah,
4: you're their talking about Garcia.
3: Deeply, yeah, their songs are so deeply spiritual as to shock you how deep. And when you said something about a, a bell a minute ago, they got a song called Franklin's Tower. And I'm going to read you a couple of lyrics here, man. Just listen to this and tell me if it doesn't sound like that these boys were onto something, all right?
4: Amen. It said, In
3: another time, Forgotten space, your eyes look through your mother's face. The Holy Spirit, man, your eyes are perception.
4: Amen.
1: Wildflower
3: seed and sand and stone, may the four winds blow you safely home.
1: He said, Hallelujah. I'll tell you
3: where the four I'll tell you where the four winds dwell. In Franklin's Tower there hangs a bell. It can ring and turn night to day. Ignorance into understanding. It can ring like fire when you It can ring like fire when you lose your way. God save the child that rings that bell. It may have one good ring, baby. You can't tell. One watch by night, one watch by day. If you get confused, let the music play. He said, some come to laugh their passed oh, away. Boy. Some come to make it just one more day. Whichever way your pleasure tends, if you plant ice, you're going to harvest the wind. Amen. And I, I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, they they, they can't even imagine. That you could go to a rock and roll show and hear the gospel <laughs> yet
4: they're they're mm. laying
3: down in this song the deeper aspects of the gospel like they got another song called uncle John's band come mm. here uncle John's band playing to the tide we got some things to talk about here beside the rising tide John is the elect uncle John's band he's telling you come here the real truth by the riverside. Amen. And we got some things and he he says he says you know he says god damn i declare have you seen the like their walls were built on cannonballs their motto is don't tread on me you know that's completely in opposition to the spirit of peace they they take the kingdom of god by force by armies okay Yes. and and so he's he's like you know he even uses the word "goddamn." He's like, man, can you believe this shit? You know, and and you know, you just can't even imagine going to a rock and roll show and hearing the, the inner meanings of the gospel. You know, and yet, I tell you, man, you you, you tune into the Grateful Dead or, or or Bob Dylan, early Bob Dylan, like
4: '64 Dylan, unbelievable the depth of their music. Oh yes, yeah, sir. Same no? same with, same with Bob, Bob Marley. You know how they say Bob Marley. All the isms schisms and, you know, going to heaven in Jesus' name. He says, then, I mean, you know, then that get up, stand up. You know what yeah, I'm talking says, about? he
3: says, we know and we understand a mighty God is living man. That's Amen. right. Amen.
4: Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, if we listen to the words, with most people, they listen to the drum beat and the, the loud guitars and, the, you know, the music. But if they really right. listen to the words and you wonder why somebody's sitting out of that whole crowd over there balling his eyes out say and they look at him like man what's happened to that guy he's a weird guy over there crying over a rock and roll song but he got the true meaning about what they were speaking about right you that's know what right. i mean and it, it, oh it, yes. absolutely it blesses your heart i mean that that's you know it says that many of them they weren't aware of their day of visitation when the spirit come to him and it was brought forward, whether it be in a in a lyric or in a, the words of a song, you know what I'm talking about? Or, I mean, there's so many different ways that the, the creator can speak to us and talk to us. He, he said, if we don't cry out unto him, he will cause the very rocks to cry out unto him.
1: There's and, a book.
3: There's a book that didn't make the canon. I believe it's called the Secret Book of James. I believe that this is the one, the Secret Book of James. But there's something that there's a statement in there attributed to Jesus, and he says, "Pray that when I return, I don't find you sick." And for years, it plagued me. What, what, what sick? What is he talking about? And I and I realized, you know, it's that when when that day of visitation comes, okay pray that you're not so steeped in orthodox religion that you can't see it
4: hallelujah yes
3: it's mind control it's it's like mentally being you know sick with some disease it's a disease is what it is right
4: yeah or are drunk in a daze and you you don't care about nothing it's just you're just out there and not worried about anything care about anything it tells us to watch and be ready because you don't know what hour the thief is going to come and what he he said
3: yep yep go ahead
4: no go ahead brother
3: uh no i i just uh, you you go ahead jim i'm sorry it's hard for me to tell uh sometimes where the pauses are because there's a little bit of delay so if i talk over you i apologize i i'm trying to wait for your pause
4: no i understand I, i try that too and if i did that to you i uh, please forgive me for that, because that's not my intention either. But, uh, yeah, but yeah. Like, like you were saying, uh, you know, if if we just allow the allowing and let the you know the the spirit envelop us and lift us up into that on high estate of utter bliss within our being and within our mind to where we can just radiate that glory and the light of the, the majesty of the almighty that is. I mean, it, 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 oh my God. Everything is light. Even the vibration that goes out from our voice, it's light, it's knowledge, it's understanding. I mean... When they say light, we think it's a a physical, physical light, like we turn on in the house, and and in a way it is. But there's many different spectrums of that light that we don't see. He said said even in total utter darkness, he is there. He is the light thereof. And he said he, he conceals himself in thick clouds of darkness. Isn't our mind inside of our mind where the pineal gland, like Michael Joseph was talking about earlier, isn't that in utter darkness? But yet that pineal lights up, and he said, "If your eye be single, your whole oh, mighty God," he said, "your your your body is filled with light." I mean, it's oh man, it's just so many wonderful things that spring forward out of the. The understanding and knowledge of that divine essence and that Creator that is, and to have people like Michael Joseph and everyone on this call when they bring forth the the praises of Yahweh, I mean, how could it not be a blessing and a great oh hallelujah, a great mighty filling of exuberance and exaltation within your being of that magnificent all that is and that we can be part of that it's so fantastic man i tell you i yava bless each and every one of y'all i'm so thankful for y'all and what y'all you know what y'all bring forward and what y'all stand for and it's to me it's a blessing I want to thank each and every one of you for that. I really do, from the bottom of my heart. I mean, ooh, I, I'm telling, ooh, hallelujah, I can feel it all over my being. I, I'm telling you, and I'm not trying to, uh, it, it's just it's just there. I mean, it's such a wonderful feeling. It, It literally is out of this world, so to speak, that, I mean, it, there's no other feeling like it. And it just gets better, better, and better. Like White Wolf used to say, it just gets gooder and gooder and gooder. And that's not proper English, but it makes a point. And it, it's a fantastic and mighty thing. Thank you. And I didn't mean to cut you off, brother Mike. But you go right. Oh ahead. no, it's fine, man. Hey, you, you're hey. blessing my Thank soul. Something terrible, brother. Not terrible, but greatly. <laughs>
3: well. One thing that I've come to grips with lately is like um and I've been really struggling with this, trying to trying to map it out and come to, you know, a better better understanding of this. But this is where I am right now. Like you know how they talk about under the constitution there's a public trust that exists, right? And yes. and we each have different things that we do inside this public trust i mean you got garbage collectors we need that we got school teachers we got you know we got different people that do all sorts of different tasks and if everything ran great and there was no egos and there was no greed or fear then everybody would do whatever they did for the benefit of the entire public and they would do the best job they could do in service to everyone right yes sir all right It's a really beautiful thing now you've heard them say things like where a license is issued for you to do something that would otherwise be illegal and i have now come to understand what that means it's not that there's a problem with the license as in hey you know it you know we're giving you license to do something that you know you're not really supposed to be able to do no what they're saying is is since like if i want to be an engineer well in the public trust there's no office for engineering so what they do is that the administrators of that trust they issue a license for me to act as if i'm a trustee of the public trust even though i'm not see it would be illegal for me to act as a trustee because i'm not i haven't been elected to that office so they have to give me a license they got to give me a license to act as a office of trust uh, in an office of trust to perform uh, services on behalf of the public good. Okay, so.
4: But isn't that also I mean, a license to break the law because you're not an officer? of no, that- no.
3: Well, if, if I was to act as an engineer on behalf of the general public, that's breaking the law. And that's an illegal thing for me to do because I'm not a trustee of the public trust
4: so I guess. What
3: they have to do is they have to give me a license so that I'm no longer breaking the law. I'm licensed by the administrators, the trustees, to do it, to, to act and, and to provide engineering services like to design roads and get roads built, bridges, things like that, on behalf of the public good, the public trust. So what I'm getting at is this. Ultimately, we each have, like when I went ahead and pushed this thing to the hill, I pushed it I mean, pretty far and saw at the end of the day um, we're dealing solely in offices of trust okay and you're either you're either a beneficiary you're a trustee or you're a creator anyway i won't get into all this but what i want to say is this whatever you do for the general public you're not only doing that for yourself you're doing it for the, the public at large if your job is a school teacher then you're providing a service not only for yourself because you're getting paid to do it, but also you're providing a base level of education for the general public, okay? And, and so somebody said, well, you know, Uncle Sam gets what he pays for, and so he wants the people dumbed down. And, and my response to that is it's always in your perspective how you see things. If you see it like that, you're going to always see yourself in a, as a victim. Or you could see it like this. You could say that, do you want wild monkeys ro- roaming the street, human beings that are feral wild animals roaming the street? Or do you want people who have a base level of ability to read, to do mathematics, that can be civil in society so that we can live in peace together? And, mm-hmm. and I, I choose to see it the latter way. I choose to see it like, we each have a job that we do um, in service to each other. Now, when you come up a level, when that's in the lower level of the public trust. That's the, outer, that's the outer side. But when you come into the inner side, you're dealing with yourself, okay, you start to see that I need the big toe as much as I need the brain, okay? <laughs> I need my right thumb as much as I need my, you know, left pinky, okay? Yeah. Um, and so – each member is is jointly fit together and just like okay if you say i don't need um um trash men okay we can get away without having trash collectors okay well let's see how long you 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 get away with that okay (laughs) you know all right you know before the black right and so we need each other and we can't say one guy can't say Well, my job is more important than you. What you can say is, hey, look, you know, I had to invest 16 years of my life to become a doctor, to to do whatever I do. Maybe I'm a bone doctor, I don't know, whatever I do. Okay, I had to invest a lot of time in order for me to serve the community in the best way that I can serve. Okay, now, all the time that I invested is not a workman worthy of his hire. Is not he? Is not that office of doctor worth the remuneration or the 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 uh,
4: the monetary
3: payments that that one is able to uh, acquire? You know, if in other words, how much effort did did you know Sam have to put in to become a trash collector? I'm saying we need trash collectors, but I can walk off the street tomorrow and just go to sign up at the public works say I want to be a trash collector, whereas. Someone who wants to be a doctor has got to put in years and years of effort and study and hard work, and so we're each serving each other. One man is no better than the other man in the sense of we, we are mankind, okay? But some say, that well, this man's hour that he works is more valuable than the, the hour this other man works, and I'll just ask you the simple question. What does he do in service of the public trust? And and I'll say, is the brain more important than the big toe? Absolutely. I can cut off the big toe and live. Okay. Yeah. Is the heart more important than the uh, left pinky? Absolutely. You know, stop the heart, you're going to be dead quick, right? And so, <laughs> but the point is, take away that that right thumb and see how long you're going to get you know, right? And so we, we need each other. Amen. We need each other. And some offices are more important than other offices. But we need each other. That's why in the prayer, if we can see the mutual good of all, then we're, we're each bringing our gold to the love feast, and we're all increased because we're contemplating the mutual good of, of everyone. Amen. And so, you know, a guy over here is worth a billion dollars, and I hear another guy grumbling. yeah, yeah his Dad gave him this and that and the other. Man, I hope he. I hope he's worth two billion one day. I hope he's worth ten billion. Why should I begrudge this man because he's worth a billion dollars? Amen. I hope he's worth a hundred billion one day. Why should I? Limit his his happiness and his growth and whatever makes him happy. I mean, if I sit here and begrudge him, I've just cut myself off because I'm limiting divine mind and that divine inflow. I've turned towards uh, selfishness and greed and fear and cut off that, that divine flow. Yes, sir. So, but if I turn towards love and say, man, good on him. I hope one day he's worth $2 billion, okay? All right, hey, man, can I do something for you? Right? Right.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tells us that we should leave an inheritance to our children's children. So, I mean, like you were saying, that that his father gave it to him, he may have, but I mean he worked hard for it. He has to give it to his heirs. Just like the 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 father, the creator said he left this place for his heirs. Aren't we his heirs? And and it, it keeps manifesting and going forward and moving forward.
3: Now, you look at these politics today, and I'm going to pick this as, a, as an example. Even though I don't get involved in politics, but I sometimes I'll entertain, you know, people just to entertain them. And today I had a, a, a conversation with a lady who was very anti-Trump, okay, Donald Trump. And, and I, I took the position, and this is how I feel. I said, Donald Trump, I don't care what you think about his politics. Donald Trump is an amazing man. He is incredible. I mean, look, I don't I don't, you know, I'm not a hero worshiper. You know, he's a man just like I'm a man. But this man has done incredible things in his life for service to the community, okay? And he has amassed an incredible wealth and even though and they go on and on about well, did you hear what he said about women? Or
1: did you hear what he
3: does about men? I'm telling you most people, if they were truthful, they have thought ten times worse things in the privacy of their own homes. They're just too afraid to say it in the public. And number two, most men would love to be in the status of. They see everybody has their gift. Not everybody has the ability to go to work for eighty hours a week. I mean, look, if all the CEOs of today's fortune 500 companies said you know what we've had it we're done with the grumbling we have absolutely had it well the common man the average middle class man he would lose his job overnight i mean how do you think we have these jobs in the middle class because the guys who actually create you know huge stuff in our society if they decide hey look i'm done i'm done with the with the the bickering and all that well guess what overnight your job has gone it's, there's yeah, no sure. need for your job anymore, okay? Sure. And so we have to, we have to, we have to be thankful for our brethren that have these different talents that they that they do for the public service. And we have to quit with this bickering bullshit, you know. We have to look oh, yeah. inward and say, what have I been given? How can I serve the public trust? How can I be a blessing to you today, brother? Right? Amen. And. And, hey, if, if all I can do is pick up trash, well, I'm going to pick up the trash, and when I see you in the morning, I'll give you a wave. Like I, I haven't seen you in 20 years with a smile, okay? Yes. But I can pick up trash, and I can serve the community. I may not get paid the same as, say, a president or a uh, or a Fortune 500 guy, okay, But or a doctor or whatever, but my service to the community is just as valuable as yours. We are both serving each other in love, and that's the key. Do we do this just for money so that we can put uh, filthy lucre in our pocket and bread that is, is earned by the sweat of our brow, or do we do this in love with the intent of serving our brethren? And look, don't get me wrong. I understand the money system. I could explain the money system to you guys in ways that would blow your ears off. Okay, but, is what it is. Rome is there for a reason. Father allows Rome to be there. So, you know, don't think you could say that it's a debt system and it doesn't exist. It exists just fine. Go take go take a $10 Federal Reserve note down to the uh, grocery store and see if you don't get $10 of bread. All right? Yes, sir. You're able to take paper and exchange it for real goods. Now, yes, sir. There's contracts that exist, and we were born into this system, and we're subject to these pre-existing contracts. You can't get around existing contracts. You can't say, just because I'm alive, I'm now, you know, hey, it's me. Don't you recognize me? I'm not subject to those contracts. Well, yes, you are. Your daddy was subject to it. Well, you're subject to it,
4: okay? It says you can't disannul a pre-existing contract. It was there before the others were, so you can't disregard it. Like you're it doesn't saying mean that but... you
3: can't rise above it. I mean, you look at um, oh, what was the guy that was a former slave He walked from Virginia and, and went to school, and they made all sorts of fun of him. and then he worked really hard. and the guy eventually got his um college degree, you know, impossible for a slave in his day to get a college degree. He. He worked so hard. He he cleaned the, the place it immaculately. He swept the floor so good they were amazed at this man's spirit. And they gave him a chance. He went on and he he uh, got a college degree. Now he got a two year degree. He left his he left his college and he went out and started a new college. Now how many people do you know go off and get postgraduate degrees and they don't do nothing except within the scope within the scope of their tiny little worlds, okay, to make their money and put bread on their table. Now, this man, he was born a slave. He rose above his condition because he didn't believe in his heart that he was a slave. And he worked hard, and not only did he did he um, overcome, he started the first black college. I mean, this was an incredible man, all right? His spirit was just absolutely incredible. It's not going to be held down. And every single one of us have that potential. You know, it's just you can view life in the negative. You can view life and say this system is so oppressive, and it does nothing but keep people down, and it's just bent towards just controlling the people. Well, if that's how you view it, then that's exactly what it's going to be for you. But if you view it as this system is incredible, there's it, it all operates according to the principle that we're all doing our jobs in order for the betterment of each one of us so that each one of us can live a better life tomorrow, okay, then then I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do the very best job I can do because I'm not, I'm not only working for me, I'm working for you. And if that's your philosophy, you're going to rise to the top in no time flat because the powers that be are going to notice that you do your job with a smile on your face to the best that you can do it, and you ain't going to be at the bottom very long. Might have started there, but you ain't gonna be there long. Amen. Because the world loves people, love somebody who who does their work with a cheerful, a cheerful mind, a cheerful heart, even though they may be doing just absolute menial work. Like I can't remember this guy's name. His job was to sweep the college floors. He swept those floors so clean they couldn't believe it was possible to be that clean. And and the I guess the point is, is they say the cream always rises to the top. But what I say is, if you believe in your heart that you can have what you desire, that you will have what you desire, but the scripture also says, go to the ant, thou sluggard, and go go study that ant and realize this is one of the hardest-working creatures in the the kingdom,
1: you know? The
3: ant is a hard-working creature, man, you know? Yes.
1: (laughs) So...
4: And they're constantly busy. But if you notice, whatever they come up against, they usually overcome it by working together. They
3: overcome it. They work together and overcome it. And, And get this, what if you start to turn these, instead of thinking about this, well, I've got to put more energy, more effort, more get up and go in order to go obtain. That's not what I just said. That is an aspect of what I said. But what I'm really getting at is, Instead of focusing so much energy into your physical daily life, I got to get up at 6 a.m., I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to get the children to school, blah, blah, blah. What if instead you got up and you focused your energy on your prayer life? What if you uh, uh, God center your life? And what I found in my life is, and it's going to sound like I'm speaking as if God's outside of me, but just give me some folly here for a minute. The more time I made for God, the more time God made for me.
4: I agree with that.
3: (laughs) even though I had all these obligations and all these things, liabilities I had to take care of, I was still able to, to read all these books and to explore all of these things that I wanted to explore. The opportunities that began to avail themselves to me became greater and greater and greater, which allowed me more time to go and pursue um, pursue greater and greater things for, for um, my life. I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. And in another place, he says, Today if you can hear his voice. So when you know, when you sit down on the throne, every single cell in your body is listening for the command. And they're mm-hmm. used to taking commands from the government and not from the owners of government, because the owners of government have vacated their office. But when yes. you sit down in the temple of your mind and said, Hold on a minute, the king has returned. Okay, go
1: watch Amen, the sir. Lord of the
3: Rings. And realize that the return of the king is the return. Like, you know, you've got these, that one guy, the, the crazy guy who's always, you know, chasing after the ring, my precious and all. He is the guy who is like, whatever in life he just can't get away from. Is it money? Is it fame? Is it whatever? That's his precious. That's his ring. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but then there comes a time when the king returns and the, the rightful king is sat down on the throne. And the entire kingdom bows a knee, okay? Because when you take that throne and you you take that seat of power, every cell in your body has got to bow a knee. Amen. All the great energy centers in your body, the liver, the pancreas, the kidneys, aren't they just a, a larger conglomeration of cells? Isn't your body constituted? In, in the same way that the nation states are constituted. If you think of your liver as say a continent, um, you know, if you think of your uh, your heart as say, you know, um, you know, a country or another continent, right? It and, and then there's there's the red blood cells. Aren't these like people in their white blood cells? Aren't they like people? They do like the white blood cells are the policemen of the body. They mm-hmm. go around and they police. If anything then they may take care of business, right? And you know everything is working in the body for the common good and so and, and by the way if they if they find a cell that's not doing what it's supposed to do they arrest it and they put it in prison and and all of a sudden you know people think of cancer as if I got to cut this thing out no that's your body taking that cell and putting it in prison it's arresting it and throwing it in jail if you if you take the jail cell and cut it out you know what happens to most people when they go in and cut it out? It spreads all over their body, and they and they die pretty quick because you've just removed the place in the body where the white blood cells are taking those rogue cells and putting them in jail.
4: You yes, know? sir. If you ever get a chance to ask the doctor, brother, uh, and I'm talking to people in general, uh, I mean, if the doctor is going to be truthfully honest with you, and you ask him say, Doc, I'd like to ask you a question about cancer. And they will say, well, well, what is it? You know, uh, this and this and this. Is it the cancer that actually kills the person or is it the the body losing its energy? And this is a scientific fact and they all know it, the doctors. They'll tell you it's not the cancer that killed them. It's that the the body lost It's energy, and therefore, it dies.
1: Yes.
4: I think Dr.
3: Tent Tent did a study on that. You can look it up. He he says that each cell needs needs to operate efficiently at somewhere between 25 and 50 millivolts. Yes, sir. But when it drops below a certain point, it, it, it can literally become rogue in the body because it's no longer operating the way it's supposed to.
4: Yes, sir, and that's what causes the... Like they say, the cancer to run rampant and just start eating away at the body and stuff like that. It's because it, it your body's out of balance. It's the the pH they call it or whatever. If you look at it, it, it all boils down to energy, folks, and that divine spirit energy vibration. It has to be in unison. It has to conform, like Michael Joseph was talking about earlier. It has to be. Come into su- subjection to the body. And uh, the body you know, is your
3: tool. The body is your temple. You yes. know, the body is your house. But but guess what? It, it nothing exists. There's there's a the Holy Spirit, and everything is subject to Spirit. Everything actually is Spirit. So eventually, Genesis one and Genesis two, they're telling us. Genesis 1 is the creation in spirit. Genesis 2 is the manifestation in matter. So if you think of it, it's like a V. But then we go and we look at the story of um, Jacob and Esau. Okay, that was first enmity between spirit and flesh consciousness. Okay, between the two brothers. But what's great is if you keep reading the story, you, you read that both brothers amassed great wealth. And then when they came and they met up, the spiritual side was like, oh, God, you know. Help me, you know, because this is going to be so angry. I've turned my back on him and everything, and you know, but they they hug each other. So the, the beauty of the story is, is that, and this is, is talked about in the New Testament through transfiguration, that th- there becomes a unity with the spirit and the body, and the two become one. Mm-hmm. And so flesh consciousness and spiritual consciousness become one in spirit consciousness, and, and there's no more enmity between the two. There's no more division. And so with that being the case, you know, there's no more um, hatred. There's no it, – it, it, the, the flesh is completely um, – that's, that's the good news. The good news is that the path, the, the ultimate end of the path is – is a, is a complete joiner between flesh and spirit, where it goes in the spirit, we return home to our first estate, and we are merged completely into the spirit. Mm. Um, but you have your identity, you have your body, you have your identity. You see, see, Saint Paul in the New Testament, he says his prayer is that be ye preserved. Get this in body, in soul, and mm. in spirit. Well body is your flesh consciousness soul is your intellect and in spirit the true you. all three are are contained in one body and and that's the good news that's what jesus is trying to preach Mm -hmm. and the the the, the true meaning of the gospel is that ultimately mankind is not supposed to die we've taken on this thought that we're supposed to die but we're not
4: yeah in the romans the eighth chapter i mean if you read Romans and that and it also tells us in the scriptures too, the last enemy to be defeated is death. How do you defeat the last enemy? Isn't it one thought at a time? He said, I come to bring you life and that more abundantly and prosperously. In him there is no death, there's only life. Now if or and he, in, in the Roman great chapter, doesn't it said this, this immortality must put on, I mean, this mortal flesh must put on immortality. How do we do that? Absolutely. The way we do it is one thought at a time and standing on the truths and the knowledge and the laws of that divine creator in him, in the. Divine, eternal creator all. There is no death. There's only life and that more abundantly. And he tells us that we have to put that on, that the mortal has to put on immortality. Because it tells, and it's talking about the mind, the carnal mind of man is not subject to the laws of God, neither can it be. So we have to discipline our mind according to the laws that were set forth from the, the beginning. And, you know, what does he say? When you're weak, what does he tell us to do? Say you're strong. Mm-hmm. So if he, people said, well, and as a man thinketh, they think after 50, 60, 70 years, they're going to die and pass away. They thought it, therefore they manifested and it becomes that way. In Him, there is no death. And He told us the story, and He's telling us actually the secret. We have to think it, know it, and believe it, and confess and speak it out. That's the, the last enemy. It has no power over me. It, it Doesn't it say about the resurrection? The resurrection is the resurrection of the body. Where God dwells in His temple, and it don't die. You know, He walks around in it which is us, in this body. The real us is not this body. This is just the temple to carry the real us around in, and which is that divine creator. Because he said he dwells in a temple not made with hands. He made and created us. Well, I think mean, about
1: it. it when,
3: when, when, mama, when, mama, when I came out of that bird canal, mama's birth canal, <laughs> I didn't give one thought to the creation of this body. No, listen, sir. listen no, to Bob, listen to Bob Dylan. He said, um, I was in the wilderness, a creature void of form come in. She said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. And you Amen. think about that, man. She said, I'll give yes. you shelter from the storm. I was, I was in the spirit void of form. And she said, I have prepared a body for you and I'll give you shelter from the storm we're able to to enter into this body into this sense oriented you know and this 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 world could be heaven man I mean you know it doesn't have to be the place of gnashing of teeth I mean it could be I I met a lady about five years ago I was at a trade show and I met this woman and she had such a peace on her. I have never experienced peace like this woman had. I mean, I didn't want to leave her presence. It was so, it was just, I can't even explain to you how easy she just made me feel in her presence. It was, it was, and I turned to my business partner and I said, man, did, did you experience what I just experienced? And it's like, man, I, I didn't want her to leave. <laughs> I know. It was incredible, you know? and. Yeah. My point is, is that you know, we can have that peace, and it's right. we we get that peace through, we have to have the 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 courage to go into the temple, and to throw the money changers out. That's compromised our our being. We have to get a cat of nine tails, and we and we we use it to throw out those money changers, and we we do I it through mean. affirmations and denials. We yes. we say cancel. I don't want that thought. We say. I am the resurrection and the life. No man comes to me except through the Father. I am the way, the truth, and the life. We affirm that in us. Amen. Until we begin to believe it, okay, and be still and come to that point where, you know, I have sat down on the throne, and all of nature must obey this command, as long as it's done in love.
4: Amen. Yes, sir.
3: And here's the reality: where two or more gather my name, no matter what you ask, I'm going to do it. And so, we can create in the negative too. We can create our world, and we can take it by force and create in the negative as well. And it will manifest. All right, that's yes. what—that's the world we know right now. Yes. You know, I mean, look, we got to get a bunch of atomic bombs because, hey, look, Russia's going to beat us to it. I mean, that's <laughs>
1: just creating
3: in the negative. You know? Yes. Yes. All right, yeah. and so we, we had this huge arms race where we could blow all of us off the face of the earth if something goes wrong. And it's just like, why? Why do we have to do this, you know?
4: Yes, sir. You remember when White Wolf, Wolf was alive and he was talking about Tenement Square and those, I think there was like, I, don't, I can't remember if it was seven or ten people that was kind of standing out there. They took a stand. And they were praying. I mean, folks, I mean, they had tanks going to roll right over some of them, which they did run over certain ones. But those 10 people that were praying and standing on that, I'm telling you, on the true word of what they understood and knew, they were bringing down the the powers of Tiananmen Square. Believe me, the hidden powers that are there talking about the. You know, the the Communist Party and all that, uh, Red China. I mean, they were putting a hurt, hurting on them. And they had to come to a compromise to keep from being destroyed. That's why White Wolf would talk about it here and there. I mean, because if only 10 people can, you know, bring down somebody like that, you yeah. can imagine how. Several of us getting together in one mind and one accord. And just by our minds being in unison on the same desire and things. And, and I know you've heard them in the past talk about, you know, the missiles flying by and people just with their thoughts, like they use a laser to blow up a missile. You can literally bring down that, that, uh, missile to the ground or cause it to explode just by your thoughts but see the system don't teach us that the the churches don't really teach you that but the, the word if we search it diligently and sincerely enough it does tell you it tells you hey son listen to me the mind that you got in you that you're thinking with That's me. I'm your imagination. I will, if you would just picture that in your mind and know that it's already yours, it will be. It's that simple. But see, we've been taught everything but that. And it clearly states over and over, all through the scriptures, as a man or a woman, he didn't. He's not a respecter of persons or a child or whatever. He says, you know, as they think in their heart, their middle subconscious mind, which is considered the woman, you know, he said, he, he'll give it to you. Because the, the man, the which is on. the conscious, the ca- yes, yes. And the conscious mind, which they consider the man, even in a lot of these here, uh, I mean, you check it out, the the conscious mind is called the, the man and the subconscious is the woman. But the conscious mind is the dominant that's, you know, impregnating the woman. He's kind of bossing over in a figure of speech when it's not necessarily, never was that way and never intended to be that way but man is using it that way that's why they pray amiss yeah i mean you can if you love your wife you're going to cherish her you're going to speak to her and tell her your desires and if she loves you back she's going to bring those desires to you she's going to do her very best to give you everything you ask for but you have to work together not I I usurp authority over you. You're going to listen to me. I'm going to blankety-blank kick your so-and-so. It's not like that. that. But that's the way the system of the world is. We have to love her, cherish her, and she has to love and cherish her husband as one single and undivided unit. They're no more twine. They become one. And when they conjoin together, as Michael Joseph said in the past in White Wolf, they become one. And through that union, they bring forth a manifested desire, which is the child. It could be a physical male or female, but it could be the the child is your desires of your heart, what you really, truly want. And I believe you were talking about that from the very beginning, weren't you, Michael? Yes. Yeah, I mean, see how it, the whole word is just jointly fitting together with everything that's been said tonight? I mean, it, it's painting a broader, ooh, glorious picture that of what the Messiah is trying to get us all to see. And it's really so simple if we but reach out and take it, you know, within ourselves and say, you know, I'm going to dare... To do it. I'm going to dare to speak it out. I'm going to apply it because that's the only way we're going to know if it works or not. If we don't apply it, I mean, how are we ever going to know if it's worth anything or not?
3: Well, you remember uh-huh. that strong man we were talking about before, the intellect?
4: Amen, that brother. Effect. Yes, sir.
3: He's sitting there in the temple, and he's watching all this. He's saying, look at this fool over here, thinking that that he can pray, and he can do this, and it's going to just happen. This guy is half out of his mind. Now, who does he think he is? Doesn't he know that I'm the king here? Okay, and so the wisdom of God is foolishness to the wise.
4: Yes, sir.
3: And and so the intellect is like drunk. It's sitting there on its pompous high horse looking at going, this don't make any sense at all. What in the heck is this fool doing? Right, and and yet you can't know. You can sit there and you can belittle yourself. You can allow the intellect to beat you down, but you can't know if the wisdom of God is real unless you try it. Amen. And the great, the great and wonderful thing is, false religion ain't got nothing. To, false religion is not going to have you step out and try it. They're going to want you bowing at their feet. True Amen. religion says. Go into your prayer room tonight and whatever you, you know, you, you know, you order your prayer and you do this and you see if it doesn't work for you,
4: right? Yeah, doesn't it tell us to go pray in our closet where the, you know, no one sees it but the Father? Right. And then, uh, I'm not, it may not be saying it exactly the way it's supposed to be said, but where the Father sees in secret. And, but he manifest right. the thing. He may see it in secret. That's just between you and him and your desires. That that you're speaking forward into this vast universe uh, under the authority of the Creator in secret. Yeah. But it because, manifests you know, I, I, openly.
3: think about people who pray over their food you know they'll sit at the the supper table and they'll say hey uh michael joseph would you like to bless the food and honestly when they ask me to do that i i i kind of cringe i'm like no i don't want to pray out like that that's not the way to pray you know Mm -hmm. and the way i do pray just makes them all upset you know because i just command the blessing and say thank you and Mm -hmm. you know you know so you're like I'm not going to be like the Pharisees and stand out here and go, look at my holy holy robes and I can choose these great words and i make everybody feel good. It don't mean
4: nothing. It's total hypocrisy, total ignorance. Like you just said uh, about commanding it, the Scripture tells us, command ye the works of my hands. We're the works of his hands. We have to command it. That's the only way it's going to be seen. Is in and through us, and manifested out to this untoward generation, that therefore they may see and understand, do and know. If they don't see it in me and you, yes, sir, brother, go ahead.
3: Well, think about that. Think about that intellect, and he's standing there in front of all the people, and and he's—that's his time to shine. Listen to my flowing words, and we're going to put this blessing, and everybody says, "Man, that—that Michael Joseph." man, what a prayer. That was just incredible. And and the intellect inside of me goes, yeah, you damn right it was. You know, it was great. You know, accolades and everything. You know, that was really good. It don't mean anything. It's absolute hypocrisy, hypocrisy, bullshit to the highest. When all I had to do was close my eyes and say, this this food is blessed the nourishment of this body. And thank you. Thank you for the blessing. I have like to utter a word. And yet the, the prayer that just went forth in gratitude for the blessing, has completely transformed this food to the nourishment of my body. And and it has more power than 10,000 words spoken by a hypocrite, you know?
4: Amen, brother. Remember, was it last Sunday or the Sunday before, when you remember you were talking about that their Japanese guy with the the water crystals, how they took the words and put on the water, you know, about love or oh, peace yeah. or joy yeah. or, or hate, or whatever, yeah. and the, the the molecules of that water turn either into something beautiful or something horrible and grotesque. Absolutely, just, absolutely, just yeah. Just writing a word and putting it on the, the jar that the water was in. Now, if that ain't power, that, I mean, it, it's everything that's being said here tonight. It just, it's just opening up and this is the power we all have and who we are if we just connect with it and apply and do it like michael's saying i mean it's it's oh blessings be unto everybody it is so powerful brothers and sisters it really, it really is, is.
3: Because a lot of people think that okay i can only do this to bless my food no, man, you do it to bless your body. You do it to bless your spirit, your soul, your intellect. You wash every aspect and make it clean, you know? Amen. And
1: Amen. You wash Amen. it with
3: that prayer of affirmation, you know, and you you, yeah. you um deny anything negative that might enter into your sphere, you know, cancel. Get it out of here.
4: Yes, sir. You know? Who's com who's commanding it? You are. He says right there in his very word command ye the works of my hands. Who Who is he telling that to? He's telling it to you and me and everyone else. You got to command it. You got to do it. You got to believe it. You got to apply it. That's the only way you're going to know that I am God and I am true. Because I am in you and you are in me. I mean, it's, oh my God. See, the, all these so-called systems out there, they got their own. I don't know how niche you could say are their own cliches that they have for whatever. But he says in Hebrews, there's only one Lord, there's only one faith, one belief, there's only one faith, which is belief again, and there's only one baptism. That baptism is immersion in your desires that you speak forth. A, a, an absolute truth that what your desire, that you're seeking is already done. It's not going to be done. It already is. Because he said from the very beginning that he created in six days and the seventh day he rested. It does, it, it it may have been a literal six days. It could have been six billion or six trillion years for all I know. I don't know. But I have to believe what it says, that it's already done. If he rested from all of that, that means everything from the beginning to the end, which there's no end. So therefore, uh, there's every infinite possibility out there that will ever be or ever can be. It's already done. It's already there. We just got to connect with it, command it, and apply it. And it is, because it's already done. We just got to it, claim it as ours. And everybody says, well, there's not enough. Like a- Go ahead, brother. I would brother.
3: like to say one thing, Jim. And then I, I just realized it's past 10 now. I got to get on down the road get to the house. But listen, um, if two people. If t- all it takes to to create a state is two, where two or more gather in my name, I am there. Okay, so if two people, if two righteous people come together, and and become one mind, and they pray with power, knowing how to pray in the formula Yadhe Vathe, you can't imagine how powerful that is. And, and so, oh, if you start Lord. to pray for your leaders, for the state, for the world, look you may not like the way things are running today. Well then do something about it. Do the only thing that you can do. Donald Trump doesn't call me and ask me, hey, what do you think about this policy? You know? But I can sit here in my in my prayer room and I can pray for for the, the affairs of the world and I can pray for my town. I can pray for my state. I can pray for this country. I can pray for the entire world. And Amen. and you know, I'm only limited to my imagination. And yes. if I have the courage to think that I can take that light bubble and I can put it over the entire world for the good, my prayer has power because if I believe, if you look in the Bible, God God always comes to one man. You never see God going, "Hey, you know, there's 185,000 of them down there, Elijah. Um, what do you think?" And, and or Elisha, and he says. And, and, and his standard bearer says, Hey, man, it's just two of us. There's 185,000. And Elisha <laughs> says, Lord, will you just pull back the veil and let him see the army that's standing behind us, okay? Hey, hey,
1: Amen. <laughs> yes, you sir, do? brother.
3: You know? And he pulls back the veil at 185,000 losing loses their life. And so, you know, the point is, is not so much his point of uh, bloodshed. It's that nothing, nothing is impossible with God. If you believe.
1: If you have
3: the if you have the cook by say, the hook by the, the ball someone says, the you know, if you believe you can go in your prayer room and you can pray for your town, your community, for the good of your community and your prayer has effectual power. It does have power. Amen. it, it has unbelievable power. If people could come to understand their power of their prayer for their own house, maybe 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 you start in the small thing. You just start you know, um, praying for your own house and, and putting your house in a state of protection. Your children, you know, your your affairs, and and maybe then you, you branch out for you know your, your community. Maybe your your neighborhood. You know, it it's it all you know. You can't you can't run. You can't be born a baby. And run the forty yard dash in in, in four point two seconds overnight. I mean you got to work at it a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah,
3: uh, then says you gotta order the thoughts a little bit here, a little bit there, you get stronger and stronger in the spirit. All right. Amen. But the point is is that people that understand the power of God. What does it say in Daniel chapter eleven? And the people who know their God shall stand up and do great
4: exploits. All right. Amen.
1: So
3: Having the courage to know your God, to turn a deaf ear to what you're hearing, what people are talking about, who gives a damn if the world is doing this, that, and the other? You don't have to come to my door, right? In other words, I live in a state of opulence. There ain't no disease here at my door. So, you know, the uh, point is, uh, so to speak, is that we, we're learning, we're learning uh, Yad He Vav He. We're coming to a higher level and which means that we can now have the courage to step into our uh, our prayer room with knowledge. We've entered into the light of day now. We're no longer in darkness. We can enter into our prayer rooms with knowledge, in the light, and know with a certainty if we join with another, it is. It's a good deal.
4: Yeah, and the yod hey vav hey like you're saying, that's a formula if you look at it. The formula of the yeah. technogrammaton that that causes all things to exist and consist, just like it says. I mean, you take the, the yod, which is the beginning or the, the thought, right? And the yeah. conception, the idea that goes through the window hay and from yeah. the window hay into the valve, which is the woman, the mother of all life, that brings forth yeah. the manifested desire, which she sends back out the wind of hay, and therefore there's the manifested child or the manifested desire. It's a formula of how to manifest and be as God. Just like you know the scripture said or the Messiah teacher Jesus says uh, you know all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth, the which is the invisible Made visible in this manifested earth. If all power yeah. is given unto Jesus Christ, you gotta see Jesus Christ as yourself. Because you become the anointed, which is the Christ aspect that's within you in this in this house of clay, you have the Almighty Creator that dwells in this place. He said he dwells in the temple, not made with hands. You are the Jesus Christ. That's why he said, "I and my Father are one and the same." You can't. We can't separate ourselves from God, and God can't separate Himself from us. We're one and the same. But yeah. we we've been lied to by mankind for all these uh, vain ideas and. Uh, uh, there's a lot of other words I'd want to say, but I'm not going to say it. But I mean, <laughs> because of, of their, their wickedness that they can usurp authority over other men. Because remember when they said they clamored for a king, he said, you don't know. You don't need no king. I'm your king. You're the ru- You're the ruler of your own temple. You got a mind to right. think, think. And they said, no, we want someone that, you know, that we can see and listen to. And then what did he tell them? He says, if you do that, you're going to suffer the wrath of the king or queen because that's what you're desired. Instead of taking well, right. it upon yourself and on your shoulders, like it says in Isaiah 9:6. 6 That Isaiah 9-6, when they talk about, thou shall call his name wonderful, the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. That's you. That's me. That's every one of us. That's what that's why he's telling us. And he tells us to reiterate that. Does it not say that I said you are gods, and you but you will die like natural minded men because you have no understanding? I'm putting it right in your face, but you don't see it because joe blow over here that's a sanhedrin priest he's telling you so he can dig in your back pockets take all your money and keep you where he wants you to keep bringing in the you know what was that the amorite and the agag agagite? tobias uh uh you know who i'm talking about right michael yeah the
3: agagite the agagites were supposed to be killed uh was saul was supposed to kill the guy got king but uh, he didn't do it he made a deal
4: with him instead and they put them in, uh, in the, in the tithe, tithe chamber. And they they intermingle themselves in the tithe chamber. The tithing, tithe. if you really take the tithe all the way back, it has nothing whatsoever to do with any kind of money whatsoever. It does not have anything to do with money. I know it says Abraham gave a tenth part of all he had. It didn't say nothing about money. It was his time, his it's everything that we do for our fellow man but it never had to do with any type of money whatsoever man created that aspect that's why it's so corrupt to this day it literally has nothing to tithing has literally nothing to do with money whatsoever and they'll tell you oh yes it does i can show you in the scripture but they're not telling you they're the ones that changed the new translations to fit their will to where they can keep doing what they're doing. That's why it tells us, beware of the lying pen. In other words, he knew that they were changing it, and he was giving us a heads up to make sure to check and double check. That's why the, what's it, the ones at Laodicea? Uh, or I'm trying to think. Laodicea
3: were the ones that were uh, they weren't hot or cold. They were lukewarm.
4: Okay, which one's the one that studied the scriptures daily to to see if what they were really oh, telling them was so? The
3: Book of Acts, the Bereans, the Bereans. They said, the Bereans. "Hey, we got to okay. make sure it's double check.
4: Yeah, and I mean that that that's what it's all about. But see, we've got so used to listening to all these preachers, and I'm not saying they're not good people, but we really truly got to look at our our walk with that divine. Essence that's in us and in our fellow man, that we can grow thereby and not be held accountable for our fellow man and what we do, not only in our lives, but the example we set in theirs. He says about.
3: I just want to interact and and just interject one thing here. What you said goes to the very heart of what of what the state is built on there is no state without people. And, and when you take on the mindset, I am the state in being, and it, yes. it is my responsibility to know the law and to do the law. So mm-hmm. therefore I can't, I can't just, you know, get up and dumby dumby dumb through life. If someone tells me something, I got to go check it out for myself. I got to take responsibility for myself because I can't live my life in limited liability. That's the whole problem from the very beginning. The whole problem mm-hmm. is about people thinking that they, they can limit their liability. Impossible. We are always with full liability for our words, our deeds, everything. And yes, so exactly. when the Bereans, they said, yeah, we hear what you're saying, and it tickled our ears. That was nice, that, that, that passage. They went back to the Word, and they said, hey, does this job with truth, because they had yes. absolute truth. And they said, Hey, hold on a minute here. This guy they held the line. They 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 contended for the faith. They said, Not on my watch, Jack, you know, this guy's (laughs) teaching a bunch of horse shit here, you know. So, (laughs) you know, and so, you know, they said, Okay, we understand that what they did is they took money as a symbol of the giving of ten percent, but the true giving of giving of ten percent is your thoughts because don't your thoughts precede your actions so if you gave 10 percent of your thoughts and tied that god word amen then, then your whole being would change he ain't asking for all of it he said look just give me ten percent you know agree.
4: <laughs> but he also tells you that if our brothers come to us and you see them hungry or need clothing or whatever give them what he needs and then send them on his way you know feed him and give him what he'd send him on his way i mean uh, whether it be money or clothing or whatever it is. I mean, it's us being willing to do all we can for our fellow men, not look and say, well, oh, man, he's a Hispanic. or no, he's a black. No, he's a Indian. No, he's a white. And th- that's what the system's got everybody looking at everybody like that, and it causes animosity and hatred. For what? And it really shouldn't be that way. We're all one. We're all connected. I mean, like I told the guy, I said, you know, you might call me this. They, they call me a honky because I'm white and this and that. I said, hey, I said, if I punched you in the mouth or in the lip, your lip's going to bleed, or you punch me in the mouth and my lip bleeds. What color blood do we, uh, well, it's red. I said, well, what makes you any different? just because the outside you're a little darker than I am or I'm a little lighter than you. I said, we all got the same type of organs and everything, the same type of blood in us. And I said, why are you taking all these little idiosyncrasies of of stupidity and hatred and making a big thing out of it when it really don't have nothing to do with what we're really all here to do?
3: Right.
4: Well, I never looked now, at it that think way. Think
3: about, think about the control. Think about where the sons of the sons of God went into the daughters of men, and they mm-hmm. they had sex and took the wives whoever else they want, and then Nephilim, Geberim, were born under them, the giants. Now, now think of this from an internal perspective now, and forget about you know actual great physical beings, and start to realize that as without, so within. That what's happening here is. You've got a mixing here of the of the pure truth which is being set in symbols in different yes. places in the world. And what was born was religion. But and these religions were giants because they controlled mankind. And so mankind was led into the into the outer extremes of those symbolic religions to where they began to worship the created symbols and forgot about the creator what the symbols were actually um, meaning, what they were reflecting. And they began to engage in the rites, the traditions, and the customs. They forgot about what these rites, traditions, and customs were trying to teach us about our, ourselves. Okay. Yes. And there... uh, so those that sought to control us, they said, okay, well, in this set, the name of God is such and such. And over here, his name is this. And over there, his name is that. Okay, God, yes. when I say his, his, her name is that. And then in some sets they say, well, look, we got multiple gods, okay? And in another set they say, Well, look, we got female, male, adults, young ones, we got all sorts of gods. When they're all telling you the same thing that that yes, these, sir. and and we can make peace. He's like, Man, like in the Greek set, they had all in their myths, they had children, women, adults, and it looks like they got all these gods and goddesses. Aren't these just natures of the one God? They're just, you know.
4: Amen, in, and, and it's all astrology and, and uh, uh, what do you call it—the uh, uh, the knowledge of the stars. I okay. mean, it, if it you it really has look, to look at be it.
1: Written in the stars. If,
4: yeah, it's but
3: stars—we got a problem because the because okay, let's let's take it straight. Let's let's distinguish here for a second. Give me some folly and just say. We got matter and we got spirit, but matter can't exist without spirit. Matter actually is spirit in a grosser form. So, because there's mm-hmm. only one God, there's only one being. So, when we look in the stars, we have to see the entire plan written in. in because the universe is it literally. Listen to the word. Unity means one. Verse means word. Universe literally means one word, and it is the logos expressed into physical matter, subject to, you know, time and space. God laid down in the cranium of man at Golgotha and went to sleep.
4: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
3: It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It has to be written in the stars. If it's not, then you say, well, who created the universe then? (laughs) Right?
4: Yes, sir. That's That's why it says as above, so below, as within, so without. The true you, everybody says, well, I wonder what I would look like if whatever. Uh, what you truly look like in the, the, how can I say, the light spiritual form is what you look like on the outside. They said, oh, well, that's because my family was this or they were that and this. I said, that might have certain things to do with your DNA aspects. But the real you, you know what you were going to look like before you ever got here. You agreed to this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And what you were going to do, how you were going to do it, and everything else. That's why no one can pay for it except you. Because that's your so-called doings. And everybody says, well, if I had to come here, uh, I didn't... i didn't choose my parents oh yes you did
3: yes you did or whatever yeah, aspect yeah. you so come
4: I'm here to good. learn yes sir whatever aspect yeah, we i here sure to learn. That. i mean uh, and i i remember you touching on that uh, uh, maybe a few weeks back or a couple of weeks i mean uh, believe me i go back to listen to that and there's so much, y'all bless my soul in so many ways, brother, and I pick up so many things, you know, from you and uh, even, you know, your other friends that were on here, I can't remember the names right off hand, and also Donna, Maddie. And, yeah. yes, uh, Maddie, and even Gil, I mean, y'all bless me in so many ways. I mean, I have to mute my phone sometimes because I get, you know, sometimes I start crying and other things because it's such a blessing and or I get to shout and i don't, you know I don't want to distort the call too much but uh, I listen to
3: this. Yeah. I want I want to read you I want to read you one more for those on the call that are musicians and love to see how you know this is written in music here's a Bob Dylan song called shelter from the storm and I, I'll read you this one stanza and then Jim I've got to go man I got to get onto the house but let listen, listen to this now, he's talking, about, he's talking about the church system, that here, here he's out here looking for salvation, and he enters into the church system thinking he's going to find life, and listen to what he finds. He said, in a little hilltop village, they gambled for my clothes. I bargained for salvation, and she gave me a lethal dose. I hmm. offered up my innocence. I got repaid with scorn. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm." He said, well, I'm living in a foreign country, but I'm bound to cross the line. Beauty walks a razor's edge. Someday I'll make it mine. If I could only turn back the clock to when God and her were born, come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. And you think about how they created religions and how they have controlled the world through their religious, their political religious systems. And in complete dominance of the mind, they told you when you were a baby, the Son of God loves you. The Son of God is your salvation and loves you. And then they told you when you were old enough to hold thoughts and think about things, if you don't love the Son of God, he's going to burn you forever. Yes, sir. There's a young man trying to make heads or tails between someone who loves you unconditionally, but guess what? If you don't love him, gonna burn you and and it creates a schism in your mind because you can't make heads or tails of what you just heard and yet you your mama and daddy took you there everybody in society took you there everybody said this is the way walk you there in and and you know if you don't love the son of god which you got no idea what the son of god is because no one has ever adequately told you what the son of god is only that you know, if you were born in J.O. Christian, it's Jesus and Jesus loves you. But guess what? If you don't love Jesus, you're
4: gonna burn. Yeah, but you remember nope. that mirror. Yeah. Yes, sir, brother. You remember that movie or not the movie, you remember the the uh uh what do you call it, the mirror that we look in every morning? Yeah. That that's that's who we are. Uh what I mean by that is we see ourselves as the creator even paul said we see in a mirror darkly of what manner of man we truly are but we turn and you know get caught up in this world system take our eyes off the you know what we need and what we want and get out there and caught up in all these winds of doctrine tossed to and fro and we forget we get amnesia
3: all of a sudden, you remember the truth, and you're, and you, the truth is born in you. And, and listen to this. Suddenly, I turned around, and she was standing there with silver bracelets in her wrist, on her wrist, and flowers in her hair. She walked up to me so gracefully and took my crown of thorns. Come in, she said. I'll give you shelter from the storm. You Hallelujah. know, and that is the beauty, is that one day you wake up and you realize they've been practicing MK Ultra on me since I was a baby and yeah. I've been controlled in hideous ways and my mind, being transformed by the renewing of, of your mind, that my mind has the power to, of, of death that my power, that the power of death is subject to the thoughts that I hold in my mind therefore my mind is not me my mind is a, is, is a tool that I use and yes, so, if I agree, wherever two or more are uh, are found in agreement, there I am. So if I take on the thoughts of death, well, guess what? This body is going to go to the grave.
4: Yes, sir. See, the mind we, makes it real. Yeah, we see ourselves as who we really are. We see ourselves, and I mean, even in the scriptures we're reading, it it's telling us. That we are that creator, that we're reading about ourselves. But see, the 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 system is sitting there, throwing it back in our face through the televisions, the mirror. But they're they're adding the MK Ultra, like you're saying, and reprogramming your mind, saying, "No, we're over you. You belong to us. You do what we tell you. We're showing you what." To buy on TV, that's why we have the commercials. You go out to the stores and buy this, buy that. Get the ones you like, but nevertheless, still buy it, get it. All it does is feed them, and they're like parasites. But see, they do it in such a way where they bypass that. uh, they, They lull us to sleep, so to speak. Through words and through flashes in the TV and these commercials, it, they're they're double speaking. They're doing double speak. You we're watching and hearing what they're saying, but if you listen real close in the background, it's got that hidden subliminal messaging going through there. Not only in the hearing that's at a higher decimal that we you know that seems like silenced dogs can hear it, and we can too, but. We, we don't pick up on it. But at the same time, through the the eyes, too, the flashes that they're putting through there. In the, uh, I've seen how they did commercials for liquor and stuff. They had the bottle of Jim Beam and stuff like that. But they flash every, I think, every four or three or four seconds. They'll flash a skull with a knife in it or or something in there. and and see your mind's picking all that up and they're, they're they're programming that into you and what does it say as a man or woman thinketh in their heart their mind so it becomes they're programming that in there and you wonder why am i thinking this why am i thinking that i don't i had no idea it just popped out of nowhere it's all this programming and television they're doing it over and over and over and over and over again and it just gets seeded deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in our subconscious mind that's why i mean you hear michael joseph and even uh, myself and when gary was alive we'd say cancel 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 that's not what i want what we're doing is breaking that thought or that train of thought then and there and saying no i don't want that and then we replace it with desire that we want like Michael Joseph was saying earlier we have to know what we want and speak it and see it and apply it that way we can't add a little here a little there because what we're doing is we got an unclear picture of what we really want our desire we have to say that's what I want I want that blue truck with these type of tires and I want the upholstery to be this color and blah 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 you know whether it be a four-wheel drive or a dually or whatever it is, you have to clearly see what you want. And once you do and you say, I, I thank you, I know it's mine, and even if we just forget about it, it will manifest. It may manifest right away. It might be six months. It, it could be less. It, it, it all depends on how often we think about it and, and when we did think about it and how clear our picture was In order for it to come to us quicker. And, but I mean, there's a, it seems like there's a lot of stuff for us to learn and understand, know, and do. But if we pick up on these things and put them all together, it paints such a, a paint by number picture. If I do this and this and this and this and this, oh, that's what it looks like. That's exactly what I wanted all along. I mean, it, it it does it for us, but we have to put ourselves on that path to where we have an inkling or an idea to be able to group it together. Like it says, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, everywhere the word of good. I mean, I hear it from, you know, Michael Joseph, I hear it from Donna and Gil and you know, all these other people, I mean, it just builds and builds and builds and adds and adds and adds. I mean, and when we look at the whole picture or the, or we listen to the whole tape, he said, man, I, I was listening to it, but I didn't pick up on it at first. That's why we listen to it one or two or three times sometimes, but then it's like, oh my God, it was right there all the time and I didn't see it. And just like that light bulb flashing off in your head. Wow. I got it. That wow factor or wow moment. And, but I know I talk too much sometimes, but brother, I do love love you and I love all you on this call. And I am so grateful for, you know, this call tonight and, you know, the things that y'all have been sharing. I mean, it blesses my soul. I know I get carried on sometimes, but. It, it it just means a lot. It helps me greatly, and I know. Hey man, I'll it, leave you
3: with I'll leave you with the song, Jim. I, you know I, they'll probably put me on the internet forever. I, I'll be they're gonna fly me out for the you know give them a big song. But you remember the song Lay Lady Lay Lady Lay by Bob Dylan?
4: Remember yes sir, yes sir.
3: All right, here you go. He says, "Stay lady, stay stay with your man a while." Why wait any longer for the world to begin? You can have your cake and eat it too. Why wait any longer for the one you love when he's standing in front of you? Amen. Isn't that nice?
4: Yes, sir. And it's the truth too. It's the truth. I mean, yeah, if you listen to what he's really saying and, and you take it even from a spiritual effect, it's really all right there in front of you. But we were, we didn't. How can I say it? We didn't look close enough, or we didn't listen intently enough. Like he says, things as we see it ain't always as we see it, and things as we hear it is not always as we hear it. Even the good book tells us. It's telling us to pay a deeper and closer attention, and you'll get the prize, that crown of life, brother. <laughs>
3: Hey, anybody that wants to send me money for my singing, you know, I, you go ahead and reach out to me privately. I'll let you know where to send the money, all right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, bro, guys, bro. I got to
3: jump off. I love you. Thank you for this. It's been, a call, been an amazing call tonight. It's really it's blessed me tremendously. It's just, just really good stuff. And uh, just want to tell you I love you all. And just, you know, I look forward to the next time we can get together
4: amen brother and thank you for coming on i i mean it, everything was ordained by the ever living i mean you know uh, the way everything played out i mean just line upon line it was there brother
3: i, I didn't think i was going to be able to make it that's why i texted you because I, I thought i wasn't going to get here tonight but it all worked out
4: amen with with god all things are possible and uh, i know that uh there's Uh, Like Gil on here and Donna and others that if y'all have anything please share I know uh, Gil said something earlier that he was going to come back in there but hopefully he's still on and and it's got some things to share and Michael we really do greatly appreciate it we love you brother and thank you for tonight it blessed my soul and hopefully it blessed everybody I believe it has thank you Michael
3: Shalom to y'all and I'll see you next week
4: Bye. Bye-bye. Sir. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm not trying to speak for y'all, Gil, but I'm, you know, I feel in my heart y'all have some things that y'all possibly want to share or, uh, you know, I mean, because that's the purpose of this whole call. It's not just for us to talk. It's for everybody to share, you know, the mighty and great and good things that's, Happening in our lives and what the Creator's doing, and you know, whatever is laid on your heart, please share if you feel like it.
2: Um, I I don't I don't have anything you know right now. Um, I you know I was thankful that MJ you know slid in and and um and and had you know had the ability to come in and 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 fill some airspace, <laughs> uh, some airways. Um, But it it was wonderful hearing. So I, you know, I I, we can we can we can wrap it up if you're ready to wrap it up, Um, and we can we can come back together next week.
4: Okay, let me find out. Okay, brother, I understand that. I appreciate it. And uh, Donna, if you have anything to say or uh, that uh, guest on here, it says three (laughs) seventeen. If you have something to share, because I mean y'all are on the phone, please feel free. If you, if you, you have something on your heart you'd like to share with us that you think that would benefit us all. You there, Donna?
0: Yes, sir. I am. I was just raising my hand. Uh, I just hate to not say thank you. Uh, mainly. Um, Thank you for taking the time to to do this right after you had your little grandson born. I thought that was amazing. And then MJ, you know, he had a lot going on, but it's just amazing how y'all both take the time to get on the call and try to help us. And so. Well,
4: you know, he <laughs> said, yeah. He said he was busy. He said, he didn't know if he'd be able to be on I and know. all of a sudden see how the creator worked it out. I mean, Yava worked it out for all of us. And then we, I mean, What he said and what you said, and I mean, it it really blessed me tonight. I mean, there's so many things. What's wrong
0: with my foot? Sometimes I'm kind of in and out because I was taking care of of mom, but. What I did get to hear, I'd be kind of, and I would leave the phone with Steve and let him listen while I went to take care of Mom, or if I needed to do something. So that was nice because he got to enjoy it. And then when I came back, since it was muted anyway, he would kind of paraphrase what I, you know, that was good for him. He got to. And then I went back in there with the phone and said, "They're saying give the phone to musicians." When when MJ said. For the musicians out there i ran back in because i had the phone by that time we were kind of playing tag with my phone so i ran back in i said this is for you <laughs> and he liked that he got real quietly he likes to listen mm-hmm. to any time anybody brings up music or or things you can learn from lyrics and stuff he enjoyed that so much so yeah,
4: basically I just, uh, tell him,
0: him
4: we'd like to them. hear yeah tell him we'd like to hear from him sometime too i mean uh, i'm sure he's got a lot he that he would they could share with all of us he's a deep person very deep i i just joke (laughs) at him
0: and say you're like E.F. hutton you remember that old commercial where (laughs) he said when when E.F. hutton speaks everybody listens white Wolf's like that he wouldn't chime in much but when steve chimed in white wolf loved it just loved it steve's big well steve's big on frequency music sound um you know and words are sound too so i don't know it's just uh he studies a lot, and he, he listens, and he enjoyed it. So he, he told me to pass the pass the dime, as Gary used to say, or however Gary used to say it. But he, he just said, tell you, thank you. He, he really appreciates. Mm. He likes to hear stuff like that. I think it just soothes him. And so anyway, it was just appreciated. And I always love when Gil's on there or the other gentleman that came on earlier. I just appreciate everybody.
4: Oh, we appreciate every one of y'all, <laughs> believe me. Y'all bless. uh, Well, I can say personally, myself, y'all bless my heart and bless me in many ways. I mean, you know, this is by no means a one man show. I mean, that's not what it's about. It's about all of us that we jointly fit together and everybody I know has something to say and to share. And, uh, you know, and if we can do that there, I think we're doing pretty good. That's true.
0: And I guess, um, and maybe, I don't know who said it. I was trying to think. Maybe it was MJ tonight saying this week had been particularly weird for him. It, it was weird for me, too. I don't know why. I guess sometimes when you're growing and you're stretching your tent cords, I guess yeah. it's, all I'm not saying it's painful, but it's, you just get a little discombobulated. Like said. I'm trying to say it Southern style. You know, sometimes you don't know which ends up sometimes. And, and then it'll write itself and you go on again and Sometimes when I'm learning something, I almost just have to take a little pause and go, well, okay, I'll get this a little later on. And, you know, I did that with Gary as he taught me over the years and other great teachers and people. It's like you have to put things like a puzzle together. So I think that's where we're at. I mean, it would be nice if we knew everything and went, oh, I got it now. I get everything. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Because sometimes in your life you really do almost think you, I got this. I, I And then something will come along <laughs> peel back another layer of the onion, and that's just kind of a, a disconcerting oh. thing sometimes. But it's a necessary thing. You know, it's necessary. So we're yeah. growing. It's a, it is a training ground here. But sometimes you've got to go through some things to learn, I guess. And that's what Michael was saying. He was saying that that hadn't happened to him in those years. And I'm faced with that. It's like, what am I trying to learn here? Um, You know, when I fall down, I'm doing really trying to do real good, and I fall down, break my foot, break my but I, I tell you, you do learn from all these things. So Amen. thank y'all for being here. I just appreciate you well, being here at the hard times, the at times is what I'm trying to say.
4: Well, thank y'all. I mean, without y'all, I mean, we'll be speaking in the wind. You know what I'm saying? And so it's nice to get feedback and everybody being able to come together and share together. I mean, you know it to me it's it's a great thing that's the whole purpose I started the divine mind group you know is not only share what the ancient text says and what the what the scriptures are really truly saying and who they're talking about and not caught up with all the churchianity and christianity bs you know what I'm saying because everybody's out there saying well I have it I have this and I have that it says we're all jointly fit together. You know, there's truth everywhere if we choose to really look. And it's it's not That's one true. person don't one person don't have it all. It takes you, it takes me, it takes Gil, it takes Mike, it takes, you know, Metatruth, all these people on our guest nineteen fifteen and you know we all contributed. You know, it, we have to come together. To where we can really reason it out or discuss it to where that picture where the picture becomes i guess you could say more blown up in a way or more illumined to where we can see a brighter clearer picture of what's really truly being said or saying because every we all see we all might be looking at the same picture but we're seeing it from our our perspective of that diamond you know that little facet that that flicker right. of light, you're one flicker light, I'm another, Gil's another, everybody, but we're all that diamond, but we're those, there lights on there, because it says we are beings of light in a coat of skin, I mean, but I'm just using the diamond as a representation mm-hmm. of that divine creator in the universe, and we are him, and part of it, you know what I mean, that... And we're, But we're that light aspect that's there. And by us sharing it and everything, we're illuminating it. And it's going forward not only to help you, but me and everyone else out there that's possibly listening to where we all contribute. And it, to me, it's a, man, y'all bless me. That's all I can say. It really yeah. it's days yeah. like this here that makes it all worthwhile. And we've been doing this, I mean, with, you know, with White Wolf, we've been doing that, what, <clears throat> almost 20 years now? Somewhere around at least 15, 16, I know. I mm-hmm. mean, it's quite a while. But it, it's, it, it, I mean, we had to grow from one point to another, but it, it all go, it's onward and upward, and it takes us all to work together. One can't do it by himself. You know, I could sit there and say this all day long, but if I don't have nobody to talk to, uh, what do they say? A person talks to herself as a, is like a lunatic. (laughs) I mean, he's talking to himself, then he gets to answering himself. (laughs) It takes people out there to, hey, I I hear you out there. I know, I think I understand what you're saying, but let me give you my point of view of what you're saying, you know, we help each other out because you you may have a clearer version than what I'm saying and speaking. You know what I'm saying? And it it helps us. And I know I, I know we've been on here a while and I get to talking too much.
1: But oh, I do no, love it. I,
0: I,
4: I, I do, I do know, ahead,
0: script, know that scripture before. Forget the scripture. While you were saying that, it was like that scripture here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon. It came to my head. <laughs> that scripture came mm-hmm. back to me. So, yeah, that's you know, like Gary said, got a little piece of gold. I got a little piece of gold. We give each other, you know, exchange our gold or whatever. So, yeah, yes, and yeah. we may not all be in the same place. We may not all be in the same understanding, but you still get help from the strength of knowing that people are caring about you and they're trying to uplift you. And I think that's that. The intent of it is a beautiful thing too, you know.
4: And then the bottom line is, is. When Mm -hmm. White Wolf and when myself and White Wolf started the Divine Man Group, it, you know, it was done out of love, not for, hey, look at me, or hey, I think I know more than, uh, God is my witnesses. I never want to come from that aspect of it.
0: Oh no, no, I am,
4: I am just like everyone else. I learn. I put my pants on, one pants leg at a time. I, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) And it, it's just, it, sometimes I get carried away because, you know, I get excited. Mm-hmm. And that and I'm not trying to come across like I know, think I know more oh, than you, everybody else because I, I, I don't. You know, I'm just coming from the perspective of what I've learned all these years and, you know, what I come to understand and know. And that's the only aspect, not that my idea of things is better than yours because it's not. We can put it all together and, you know, like what does the scripture say? Paul watered, uh, no, Paul planted a quill of water, but God makes the increase. Oh,
0: that's cool. Right. And it,
4: it takes it takes us all. And, you know, with that, I love and appreciate each and every right. one of you.
0: Thank you, Jim.
4: And, you. Uh, and if I didn't say it enough, please, from the bottom of my heart, Hopefully you accept it because I am sincere and I thank y'all for taking the time to come, you. you know, to come on here and be part of it. And because I know that's what White Wolf wanted and, you know, myself and I know Michael Joseph and others on here, too. But I mean, if you ever got anything to say or anything, you can just, you know, just say, hey, I mean, I've got something I want to share tonight before y'all get hey, started. Ever, y'all, and,
0: y'all were doing so good. Y'all were doing so good tonight. I don't think anybody wanted to interrupt. It was, you know, y'all. And like I said, I was sort of in and out with my mom, but praise y'all, that fever's going down, and I didn't have to give any Tylenol or anything. Sometimes that age, you get a little scared and you want to give it, but I said, "Mom, we're gonna get it down with our mind, with prayer. So, but he, yeah, 'cause. She's
4: doing good. <laughs> Is she it. doing okay? Praise Yahweh. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's down, it down to 99, which is almost, you know, it went up, like I said, when I realized she had it, it was, I think it was 101.3 and headed upward, but now it's right at a, around 99, you know, something, maybe even a little less sometimes. So, And that's good because it usually goes yeah. fever goes up at night, not down. You know? well, we
4: we stand with you on that there, at least. You know, I'm speaking from my perspective. I'm sure the others too, but I can't answer for them. Only they can. Uh, oh, but yeah. uh, you know, we stand with you, and as you see it, and you because you're there, you're like a proxy, so, so to speak. And we stand with mm-hmm. in agreement with you that it is that. You know. Yes, right. As you faith. see it, Amen. it is so. Yes, faith. You know,
0: it's gonna be well, perfect. And um. And I may just, and just because I use wisdom and just because it's my mom at <laughs> that age, what I'll do is I'll give her the on when she goes to bed so I can sleep good and not worry about it. But I just wanted to see if I could get it to come on down so that way it won't be anything serious that we've got that, you know, use our mind, whatever it might have been, whether it was trying to be a virus or trying to be sinus or whatever kidney, I think we've already used our mind and healed it, but I'm just trying to go as long as I can without. Um, and she said, "Yeah, I want to sit up." And she's feeling better. She's clearer. She's stronger. She's eating good, and her fever's already. So probably what I'll do is just give her a couple of Tylenols and put her to bed. And I believe it'll be fine in the morning. I believe she'll be completely back to normal in the
4: morning. We, That's just whatever we, can mm-hmm. we believe that too, sister. Remember, like we were saying earlier mm-hmm. about the cent- the centurion when he could, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he was there with the Messiah. Yeah,
0: that was beautiful. And, I mean, and
4: he says, well, you want me to come and heal him? He says, no, you don't have to come at all. You only speak the word. And Sister, you spoke the word and we're standing in agreement with you. He says, and That's I, right. know it, I know it'll be done. And as he turned to walk away, his servant came, one of his servants came back and said, your, your other servant, he's healed. And then he turned back and looked at the Messiah and said, you know. I, you know, I believed it, I accepted and it was so. And that's what the Messiah tells us to do. It's that simple. And you did that with your mother, and we do that with our families. I mean, you know, like with mm-hmm. my that's grandson. Right. I mean, when I come on the call tonight, I didn't have anything because I was caught up with my new grandson right. being born. Right. And I felt a little nervous, you know, because they usually has certain things prepared. You know, uh, the you know talk about, and uh, and Michael Joseph said he didn't know if he'd be in there or not, and which I explained that. Then lo and behold, after a little bit, he's in there, and it turned out yeah. to be a great call. Right. That it was, was right. that I believe that was ordered not only by you desire, but by the desire the Creator had to bring f- something to bring forth to where we can all benefit from.
1: Wonderful.
4: but I love you.
0: Love you, too. I hope y'all have a blessed week, everyone.
4: Same to y'all. May y'all bless you, prosper, keep you in perfect divine health and give you your heart's desire that's good, good, and very good. And may your cup run over, uh, you know, with the blessings and prosperity of wealth and goodness. Good night, everyone. We love and appreciate you. Good night,
1: everyone.
0: Thank Thank
4: you.